0: あ、
1: What's good internet? It is Friday, June 28th, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio episode 244. I'm your host, Austin Walker, and joining me, Cotto, as always. Yo. And also Daniel Riendo. Hi. Back from the sunken city of Oakmont.
2: Yes, as Oakmont, it Massachusetts. Oakmont. Massach- it
1: Massachusetts. It is Massachusetts. I knew it was I knew it was New England, but I wasn't sure where in New England.
3: Good old mass. Uh, a, good bunch old, a bunch you know? of mass holes. A bunch of assholes <laughs> under
1: the water. Um, we've been talking about Sinking City on and off now for months because you saw a preview event. Yeah. Uh, we had a review of the game run right on the site for Matthew Galt earlier this week. Um, and now we're talking to you. We're also talking to you on Monday. So yes, before the review hits, I'm like- actually... Before, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Time
3: tra- We're, doing a, We're little doing a little time, time travel. travel. Which is yeah. not,
1: I don't think time travel, ooh, maybe time travel happens in this game. Who could say? I don't know. There's, I've only played uh, a travel. few hours. There's regular travel. A lot of it. In some ways, isn't regular travel <laughs> like time, time, time travel? I yeah, mean, you're exactly. going.
3: You're always going through time. You
1: lose time in this game.
3: You sure do. There are
1: definitely moments, when I, even I've played only the opening couple hours, okay. where I've been like, wait a second, why am I in this bed? <laughs> what <laughs> ha- what had happened here? <laughs> um... What do you think? What do you think? So Singing City, I guess, Frogwares. Yes. The people who made a bunch of Sherlock Holmes games. You have more history with those than I do.
3: I don't have much history with them. It's more like I've seen lots of Let's Play footage and am aware of the creepy Watson meme, which is a thing we can talk about later. What is the
1: creepy Watson meme? All right.
3: So (laughs) in one of the Sherlock Holmes games from this developer, there is a hilarious sort of mechanic sort of feature where Watson is always following you. Okay. But there is a way in which there's a video online. We can watch it 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 or something. I'll just try to make it briefly. uh, (laughs) He like creepily always shows up like right next to you so if you're oh, looking weird. one way and you whip him like 180 <laughs> degrees his face is like right there and it's creepy Watson it's right. very funny it's very cute ah, like, he's always just ah, like
2: popping up, up. <laughs> I don't uh, very
3: like
1: it. funny there.
3: very very funny oh, that's actually really weird a, he's
1: like it's like a slender man situation yeah. <laughs> it well, is he disappeared ah. 100% <laughs>
3: yep 100%
1: this is a weird video. Creepy Watson. He's creepy. Yeah,
3: it's, there's a He's cute... looking
1: right at you, too.
3: Oh, he's always, like, 100 bucks. Oh, ah! there he is!
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to close this window because he's scary. really
3: good. Yeah. There's, like, a funny reference to it. There's, like, a poster somewhere oh, is there in, in, in Sing- the Sinking City, City which good. is, like, very cute. That's it's like, good. Oh, it's a little meme.
1: Um, But, yeah. so here, this is them moving out of Sherlock Holmes, yes. moving towards Lovecraftian horror, at, all the way, all the way. It. It's Lovecraft shit.
3: It's it's swimming in it. It's I was
1: I was playing this game <laughs> with uh, Janine Hawkins and I was like, she was basically, like, "What's up with these fish people?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, Dagon, blah 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 blah." That's how the story goes. And then like three at three minutes later, they started chanting some shit about Dagon, the the fish god, the deep one. Um, and and I was like, "Oh wow, this is just the they way. are just doing Lovecraft. Like they are all the way doing Lovecraft." Yes. Um. Huh. Interesting. Yes. Um. So it's also I would say like like an adventure gamey yes. stuff. Detective right?
3: adventure game completely right. you're a private detective. Okay. You've come to Oakmont. Uh your name is Charles Reed. Okay. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, Uh whatever, however you want to call him, Chuck, Charlie, Uh, and he is having—he has a past in the U.S. Navy as a diver, right? And he is having extreme visions. He's having hallucinations about you know elder gods and horrifying things at the bottom of the (laughs) sea. Things he's seen, yeah. Things he's seen. Uh, So he has come to Oakmont to try to understand his visions, but also since he's a PI, he's Mm -hmm. also there to do a whole lot of sleuthing and investigating. And right away, you get a job with. Robert Throgmorton. Right. Who is a gentleman who, who has ape like features. Right. He and his family all have sort of ape like features. Uh, he is one of like two other sort of races in the game other than humans. That's him and the, and the Innsmouthers. Innsmouthers. Right. Innsmouthers. Yeah, Innsmouthers. Innsmouthers. That's how it's spelled,
1: right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to like put the like the spin Please. on it. Yeah. Innsmouthers. Innsmouthers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're from Innsmouth, which again is like a key Lovecraft location, yes. Shadow of Innsmouth uh in smith the stat i mean like this is the thing that is like so interesting about this game right away is it is not shying away from the stories of lovecraft all of which all the ones that that they're playing with and the ones that we've just talked about right the throgmorton is not a name from lovecraft but the character of with the ape like features is uh uh inspired by a story that was once published under the white ape but also was called there was another name for that story. Uh, uh, da, 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 uh, facts Concerning the Late Arthur uh, German and His Family, which is a, which that story and then also Shadow Over Innsmouth are both about Lovecraft's anxieties about uh, miscegenation and racial uh, mixing um, in a big, in like a shitty way, yeah. uh, a very shitty way in both cases. Um, uh, the facts concerning the late Arthur Jemson, uh, it's not Jemson, uh, German and his family very much is about like the f- the fear of being connected back to africa and and you know ape people an ape goddess mm-hmm. and then shadow over the in is specifically a story about uh, a culture that has that has so- uh, kind of a city that has sold its soul to immigrants um yep. to to immigrants with money and so in that way it's like a, it's it's this combination of like xenophobia of outsiders and also specifically some anti-semitism in there yeah um and has like decided like it's cool to breed with them because they're going to give our town they're going to like give our town money so i'm curious i'm still fairly early in this game how much is it just oh yeah there's like eight people and fish people or is it also digging is it using even more of the stories like those sort of contexts for yeah. those stories
3: so i don't have as much of a background with lovecraft even though he is from my hometown he's buried like wow. less than a mile from my Jeez. house Damn. yeah howie yep Damn. Weird right? Yeah. Providence, Rhode Island Uh, So it goes even deeper and deeper and deeper into the racial elements huh. to the point where okay I'm probably about 11 or 12 hours in sure. I'm gonna spoil some elements here sure. I hope that's okay. You do face the KKK in this game. Huh. There are missions where we are shooting so people in fact hoods So
1: that's more okay well <laughs> you are. Lovecraft yeah. wouldn't ever harm a hair He yeah. would have been <laughs> like
3: oh hey buddy Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah totally
3: and you actually call out, like, it. I, I will frame this as I believe this game, I I do believe thus far, again, uh-huh. about halfway maybe in uh, to the game, around 12 hours in, I do believe that this game has its heart in the right place okay. with some of this. Okay. I'm not sure that they <laughs> completely get there uh, with what they're trying to do here, but I do think that they genuinely, like, want to be anti-racist. Okay. I
1: I mean, this is the game that starts with the the screen inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft. The sinking city depicts an era in which ethnic, racial and other minorities were frequently mistreated by society. These prejudices were and still are wrong, but have been included for an authentic depiction of that time rather than rather than pretend they never existed.
3: Which is, you know, is that
1: how it feels in play? It feels
3: that way. However, there are some major complications. So. There are a lot of characters who talk shit about the KKK, like "oh fuck them," you know. K-take how the fuck them. is the
1: KKK? Why? What's help with the KKK being in this? How did they? Were they always there? They were always in the city.
3: I believe they were always in the city. Okay, it's a little hard to tell at this yeah. point. I just had a mission like last night that mm-hmm. was shooting, like I had a shootout with the KKK who were who had just murdered someone and strung up a fish guy, okay. basically. Uh, and had like racial slurs about the fish guy sure. so it's, so they're
1: they are are they, they
3: represented th- as being bad guys sure. sure are they
1: are they also like anti black or they have they kind That's of pivoted the complication all the way to here. uh-huh so
3: I have not encountered that yet. Okay. However, there is a disparity here. I don't know if you've encountered this. There's a lot of people of color. There are in a the lot world. of people of color.
1: There's yeah, a there's a lot of black of the, folks. Like immediately, you meet a lot of black folks.
3: Like the person at the newspaper, yep, she's black. There's a doctor yep.
1: at the at the one medical of, like, school. The intro. One of like the intro guards that Throgmorton has yep. on his side. And I'll, thing that another thing to be extremely clear about is yep. the Throgmorton family, who are the eight people, are not are not coded as like black nineteen twenties Americans. Yeah. Um they he looks most he looks white, but he's coated like rich white old money. Yeah. Like that's the that is Extremely the, the way. old
3: money, one of the great families of this island kind right, of thing. Right. In yeah. fact
1: in fact the, the reading of, on that character for me is that the the character in the story that was also published as the white ape, um it's all about, like, this anxiety and terror of realizing that that his family traces back to the ape goddess, whereas the Throgmortons feel like they he's proud of that very, relation. The, the
3: way the house is decorated is Okay, completely... I've not gotten to
1: his house yet. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that but there's, the... like,
3: a lot of, like, trees and foliage in right, the house. Right. Like, it's very much like, yeah, this is yeah, us, yeah. you know, kind of thing, which is cool, I guess. I guess. I mean, that's so so the this, thing that's hard So to much explain. of this game
1: reminds me of, like... <laughs> If you were like Austin, you have to play, You have to run a Call of Cthulhu tabletop role playing game <laughs> that does not retreat from any of the Lovecraftian stories. Yeah. That is not just there are great old ones, but like also has to do something with the racial politics. I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, right. Like I have to use the fish people in the okay, in the ape shit. All right, I guess I'll figure something out. Which which is not a good enough justification, but <laughs> right. also if you're in a studio and the studio is like, yeah. <laughs> we got the Lovecraft license, you go like a word, and you're <laughs> like, I
3: don't want to be completely irresponsible with this, yeah, you know? So I'm I'm uh, I I have a series of
1: <laughs> of sorry, uh-huh. no, please. I took
3: some shots on my own camera. Um, I'm as you look person. for these, the
1: thing that I think is the thing that I think has been like the game opens with there is this racial divide or or or, or uh, kind of like um. Racial uh, uh, enmity between the Throgmortons and the, the Innsmethers. Yes. Because the Innsmethers are, f- are recent ish arrivals. Yes. And are very After much. The flood. Right. And are very much framed as working class folks. Yes. Whereas the Throgmortons are old money and the two like crash against each other, mm. um, which is, which it's, uh, which does happen, I guess, is one key thing, right? Yeah.
2: Like
1: m- uh, marginalized minority groups have absolutely have, had, have have had history in this country yeah. of not aligning themselves, despite both being outsiders in some ways. But I do think it's weird that the like, does the KKK are they cool with the Throgmortons?
3: That's the thing. I don't know yet. Okay, okay. I'm like in this mission are- right now. I, I wanted to point out, I took some cool screenshots of a conversation you have with Throgmorton Danielle, where you call is, him out on his racism. Danielle,
1: this is a photo you took of a, of a monitor.
3: I know, because I was just playing. I got and you. Just,
1: no, I got you. Okay, what, sorry. What's, what's going quick. on? Tell me. But you
3: can basically tell him, like, hey, you can make a choice that says, yes, you're a bigot. About the Innsmouthers.
1: Wait, is the other option like, yeah, fuck those dirty fish people,
3: though? It's I'm telling you something needs to change. It's the, okay. like, milder, but, but you're okay, still but saying no, so they're a racist. This is the conversation yeah. we had
1: a lot last week, or two weeks ago now at E3, was like, I I like player choice a lot, but I also, I'm kind of past the point of, like, do you want to be a fascist or an abolitionist? Right. Right. I kind no. of, like, I want there to be, not, I, I'm, and I'm not saying that all games need to, you know, Cohere to my personal morality, or else fuck them forever. But I'm excited about the idea of games like like with those sorts of choices, where you can be like, okay, well, which which path? There's a degree of, of, of scripting here, oh, but yeah. like, to what degree does does your character's presentation of their beliefs change the situation? Exactly. But they are a written character who do believe who does believe things.
3: Yeah, no, you're taking. Wait, so pass. wait, did you
1: call him? Did you call him? I did. Yeah. How, how and did he respond? It,
3: it, he's like. Ugh. And you're just kind of like, okay, you, know, a you know, he says, like, well, he killed my son. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, this this is, is a spoiler. An did... killed his son. So he, like, is talking about, well, he killed my son. And you're like, that's one man, not you, all of them.
1: You it, just did a Vince McMahon impression, maybe. Without... I'm sorry, no, you were just... I'm sorry. no, listen, he's, he's, that's him. That's, he's from Connecticut
2: or whatever. He's right? from Connecticut. Yeah. They're yeah. from the yeah, same area. Same area, yeah. You know, he said, right, like, right, not right.
3: all of them. You <laughs> keep tarring every Innsmither, the, the same brush. You'll radicalize them. Interesting. And all this will happen again. And then you say, the only reason the EOD, don't worry about it, uh-huh. gained power here is because Insmithers had nowhere else to turn. You have to stop being part of the problem. And he says, Damn. he ends up, he kind of goes, hmm. mm. I shall try to think about what you said.
1: Oh, wow. Doc Morton will remember that.
3: I mean, it's, <laughs> no, I again, you. it's very hamfisted. Yeah, but totally. But it we does should... feel like it's coming from like a place of...
1: Right. We not should, a bad place. We should I talk about like how the investigation stuff Let's works. Let's talk a lot. about the game. Because okay, so you just said <laughs> you just told me something. Yes. Which is you said that, uh, this is spoilers for the first thirty minutes of the game. Like the y- thing this that is you the just said first, first mission. The, it's not even yeah, it's like barely even conceived like of as training, a mission. It's like almost. the training thing. <laughs> yeah. Is you arrive to this town and
3: You find the man in yellow. You
1: find the man in yellow. And then. Well, you find you find a man wearing a yellow suit, <laughs> right? I People listening who who are who are trained in cosmic horror, like the man in yellow. What? So you find a man wearing yellow. Yes, uh, and (laughs) it is a good suit. I don't know what the fuck is up with him, but I'm weirded out by him. Um, I have some theories based on some other cosmic horror stories. (laughs) Um, And he's like, "Oh, welcome to town," and then directs you. He's like, "You're going to run into some people who you can, if you're useful for for them, they will be useful to you, basically, right?" Uh, And so you go up this like stairs and this like rain drenched also disaster laden port oh,
3: yeah there's just been a flood
1: there's just been a flood but like there are tr- just there's a train that's been knocked over yeah, it and is just bad flood <laughs> currently on fire <laughs> yeah wait. wait on fire in the water in the rain okay oh, it's like above it's like on <laughs> sure. the-, the
3: rain started later they're yeah. both flipped
1: over. <laughs> Everything is just devastating. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when you run into Throgmorton, yeah. the Robert Throgmorton. I think is the yes, Patriarch. Albert's son. Albert's yes. son, and he's like, my son is missing, or whatever. <laughs> that's, and what that's how he says it. Yeah, he yeah. does. <laughs> uh, and he's like, the police can't help, <sighs> <sighs> ah, your private eye. And yeah. and you're like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll look around. What are your key? How. Can you talk about what the abilities yes. that you as a private eye have? Yes. Because I, I went into this game thinking, I'd be like, all right, I have all the tools of a private eye. A gun and a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. And a pencil or a pen or a hat. One of, the, one it, of those. Yeah, you got right all it. those things. Okay, but that's all I thought you'd have, but it turns out there's you got more. a lot more. Uh-huh. You got
3: some supernatural abilities mm-hmm. based yeah. on, apparently, sort of the way you have visions also has gifted you with a special sense.
1: Right, you're here looking... You're here because hopefully you'll find out why you're seeing visions. Yes, that's um, what you want in, in general. Yeah, that's yeah. your actual motive. That's what here. Charlie wants. Right. And Charlie so, wants to know
3: what's going on in his brain, which
1: fair. Yeah, I mean, we I all want to. Charlie, me too. What yeah. the fuck is going on up here? Yeah, you know. And so yeah, so you go into investigate. So you
3: go to investigate the scene where he was last. Scene
2: where,
1: where he Albert, was living, Albert
3: or, or somebody yeah. took him in. I think some fishermen took him in yes. because they found him on a boat. He had gone off on an expedition, a scientific expedition, mm, to try to find out some some sh- weird shit was happening in the ocean. Right. So, of course. So you go in and you do what you would call, like, in an LA Noir or something like that. You're going around, you're looking at objects, you're mm-hmm. turning them around in your hand, just like LA Noir or that sort of thing. And then once you've s- collected all the key evidence, you're able to enter your sort of it's not called the Mind Palace because that's something else. No, it, it is. It's, oh, the Mind Palace is in I here, was gonna say, but a that's palace. like what happens next, right. actually. You're talking about <laughs> like. It's where you're putting conclusions together is the Mind Palace.
1: Right, no, but now what is the thing you are talking about? I am trying called? to
3: remember, but it, it, let's just call it a sort of. Um,
1: detective vision. It's
3: it's basically detective vision, but you know, it's Witcher a special vision. state of detective vision, right? What because you're called? using a detective vision to find secret clues all throughout this process. Yeah. I'm just going to call it the blue state, okay? Let's just put Ooh. it this way. Everything turns blue and blue sort of ghostly. The blue state is a,
1: great, is a great name for <laughs> you know?
3: something. Yeah. I, they should have hired me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so you go into the blue state, and there are a few events that have happened. And you're sort of reconstructing events from your mind. So there are sort of 3D statues of people doing whatever it was that you're investigating. So, for example, in this one, the fishermen brought him in. They brought Albert in. Something happened to Albert. Somebody went through a window. So these three events have happened. And what you have to do is piece together, this happened first, this happened second, this happened third. Um, The game that... (laughs) What was it? Ethan Carter? Yeah, Vanishing, Vanishing Ethan, Ethan Carter also did yeah, something yeah. like this, yes. where it's like, okay, there are these events presented in 3D. You order them. You say, this is one, this is two, this is three. Right. That's one of your modes of detecting things. You also have a detective vision, which you use all throughout the game to find sort of hidden clues and yeah. hidden things. You also use it to sort of follow the clues once you've gone through the blue state. Yeah. So that's how you kind of go through a little portion of the city and see where. Albert ended up. Right. That's kind of where you find. So
1: like walk around this room. Yeah. You see Look those- at
3: things. Right. You know. There's a lot of
1: turning things around in your hand. Yep. There's a lot of like, now let me activate my weird magic blue vision, blue state vision, <laughs> yeah. to see that he's like floating off of his bed um, weirdly and like, okay, yeah. what happened here? You go, okay, this thing happened first, this thing happened second, this yeah. thing happened third. And also this is the moment where like, there were some like eternal darkness style like quote unquote sanity effects. They don't totally. call them that here, but like yeah, there's
3: like monsters on the edge of your vision. Yeah, weird that type things of stuff. are happening. Yeah,
1: and there is a is that blue bar or, like a sanity bar? Yes, it
3: is. It's called okay. a sanity bar. Okay. I think Great. I'm pretty sure.
1: Um, yeah, which is just like such a holdover from a yeah. lot of Lovecraftian inspired games. Definitely. That I think is just like not wh- like one. I think it's shitty. Like I, I think in general horror can do better than yeah. than like.
3: Poo on mental illness. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But also, I think thematically, games that do it that way are missing even the point of of the way those stories unfold. Yeah, It's not – it's – yes, characters do recoil from horror and are marked by it. And, and Lovecraft certainly plays in the space of mental illness, of like oh, yeah. mental illness as a direct result of both – what we think of traditionally as trauma and the sort of like cosmic trauma of recognizing yourself and your smallness in the state of of the indifference of the universe and blah, blah, blah. We had that whole episode of Waypoints last year on oh, yeah. um, Battle to Black Tom where we talked a lot about Lovecraftian horror and you did a previous episode also just on Lovecraftian horror before that. Yeah. So it's not like we haven't talked about that stuff, but I just think specifically the mechanism of if you look at this baddie for too long, you go, you lose your mind a little yeah, bit. It's a little isn't much. how those stories yeah. work. Do you yeah. know what I mean? A hundred percent. And so, like, it isn't. It seems like a goofy way of, of I almost wish they it.
3: would call it like overstimulation or something. Like, I, oh, there's too think, much. Uh, there's too much happening. You, I you just have to calm down. It would even know. just
1: be better to have it scripted, like to have it oh, strictly sure, scripted. It's yeah. like if you're going to have a moment, if you're going to have a character who's like. I mean, the, the, this character's core motivation is I don't I don't trust my own perception anymore. Yes, I need to understand what these visions are. There's a version of this game where like that stuff happens in a scripted manner that is about particular hallucinations. Yes, and not just your sanity meter is dropping. 100%. You know what I mean? And that
3: does happen as well. There are a lot of scripted yeah, moments yeah, in the game. Sure, totally, but yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. Anyway. There's a way of making that mechanic not shitty. I right. completely yeah, agree. Totally.
1: As uh, you're doing all this, though, you're yes. also getting clues, right?
3: Yes. Uh mm-hmm. So well. It, it's, it's a little weird. It, it's – a lot of this game is is not like binary states, but there are sort of concrete states of investigation. Yes. So when you're in sort of regular investigation mode and using your detective vision, that's when you're getting clues and that's like your key evidence right. or your all evidence. like. Actually, every area where you collect evidence, there is a state in the world for collected all key evidence yes. and collected all evidence. Yeah, which is actually really useful. I love that. I left the newspaper
1: yeah. place. I think oh, the newspaper place. Yes. Or it was. It was uh, the place before the newspaper place. Sure, the place that led me there. And I looked at my map, and it was like collected key evidence. And I was like, "Fuck! It's I mean, I missed yellow. stuff." Yeah,
3: and then it turns green when yeah. you have everything, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. very useful. I definitely recommend having this on, like newbie <laughs> for the. Uh, evidence portion. You, there's oh, actually two difficulty sliders. I didn't realize this. There's one for combat, which we will talk about, uh-huh. and there's one for sort of just general investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's best to have all the clues on because there's a lot of visual, fairly subtle visual cues okay. that will tell you kind of like, you got to look here, buddy, or else you will be there for 10 and a half hours. Yeah. Just, it, it, there's some things. Um, anyway, so in this first mission, you also get your first taste of combat, which... <sighs> We could write a treatise on uh, the combat why? in this game. It's so frustrating. And for There's, the for the most part, yeah. I, I will say this. Uh this game did not need combat at all. Uh it gets in the way and it's incredibly frustrating at points because it's janky, but in a way that doesn't feel great. Yeah. Uh it's janky in a way that's like you're not just like, oh, you're not Mr. Badass. It's more like you have a shotgun, you have all these guns.
1: Yeah. You're just I don't
3: it's bad. I wish
1: there was I opened up one, I was like, "Oh, there's a skill tree in this game." There is. And I was like, "And there's a like huge skill tree dedicated to combat in sure this game." Is. That's mm. not what I'm here for. It's it's like triangles a melee attack where you hit somebody with like a axe or a crowbar or whatever. It's It's like the, the one on his backpack by default is like a World War II trench or a World War right. One trench shovel because that's what he's he's a, he's he, a World he used War a soldier, vet, yeah. right. mm. Or, uh, or I guess maybe he might not be a World War One vet, but he was a navy diver in that era. Yeah, Certainly. I th-
2: think
3: he's a vet.
1: 1917, so he would have been in the military during right. the war still. Yeah. So, But I don't know if he served where. You know what I mean? So right, they don't go
3: super far into totally. that. He was Navy, so who yeah,
1: knows? Navy person. Um, so triangle is a melee attack, I want to say. Yeah. And then you also have guns.
3: Yep. You sure do. You, you get traps and grenades later on, too, like bear traps. Those are all right. There's a moment where you open a door
1: and there's a monster and you're like, what is happening? It's not scary. It's just like, ah, okay.
3: Here it is. (laughs) There's
1: like a flesh being. Gotta shoot Uh.
3: it. It sucks. I will say for the most part, I think the developers knew that their combat (sighs) wasn't the best and you can basically run through a lot of areas and you can basically ignore it in a lot of ways. So the combat doesn't get in its own way most of the time. I'm going to also put this massive caveat here. Because there are times where it's a tremendous choke point, yeah, like incredibly frustrating. I definitely died like a couple of dozen times to what was basically like a boss character (sighs) that just one-shotted me every time. I knocked the combat down to easy because I was like, I don't care at all. (laughs)
2: Like,
3: I do not care about fighting in this game, even with that this was like a horrific choke point in this game. And it really was unnecessary and really frustrating. It should have been like such a cool thing because it looked cool. I won't spoil what it looked like or what was kind of going on, but like it looked really cool. It was in a cool moment of revelation about the sort of larger forces of the game. And it just was like, okay, I died two dozen times here and I shut my computer off in frustration on like Saturday night at two in the morning. So I was like, fuck this game. You know, it was one of those. It was totally (laughs) one of those. And it was like, (laughs) Y'all, like, you, clearly somebody understood on some level, like, the combat kind of sucks. Yeah. It's so easy to honestly cheese it. Like, you can just use your shotgun to go through three guys at a time. Like, it's not hard to, like, cheese it. it,
1: Does it do anything? So early on, one of the things that they talk about is, like, hey, in Oakmont, which is the city the game takes place in, money isn't worth anything anymore. We're so cut off from the outside world that all we, we trade in is, like, bullets, booze, and burgers, There's another B. Burgers. <laughs> burgers. 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 It wasn't burgers.
2: Burgers. There burgers. was
1: another third B word. Bur- bullets. I mean the fact that you don't know this off bullets, the top of your head makes me think that it, they, don't they don't do anything with this. Is there no economy where you're trading the bullets? The economy for stuff? is
3: just you're doing favors for people. Okay. And then they give you another clue that gets you further Fun. along your journey. I was
1: excited. I was like, is it, is it have a metro thing where like you want to hold on to your bullets because Really. You don't want to because it's not At least the four.
3: Again, I'm only halfway through.
1: Yeah, but if you're halfway through and you haven't been like no one has been like, yeah, that'll be five bullets, please. No, not at all. Fucked.
3: <laughs> and you craft your own. Like right. there's crafting. Oh,
1: yeah, I noticed because you craft a medical syringe by combining alcohol and a spring.
3: Yep. And that's, that's how, how that, yeah. you put it put in. That right in the so spring. You put the alcohol uh. in with the spring. And then
1: you're and then you're healed up. You're all good <laughs> yes. to go. The, monster, <laughs> the literal mo- oh, So I think this is actually the, just to stay on the combat for a second. Yeah, yeah. I think that the monsters undercut the horror so badly, badly. because they, they look like so much of this game reminds me of The Secret World, which was an Evermo funcom oh, put out a few God, years ago. Yes. Which was a cool game. Yeah. B- because it did some weird things that blended real life and like and the game, where you were yeah. looking at Wikipedia to try to solve puzzles and stuff like that, um, and it was very much playing on this style of like pulp, lo- like Lovecraft infused horror, but yeah. like mixed with like modern mythology and like that's fun. It was fun. It was yeah. a totally fun game. It wasn't. G- it wasn't great, but it was. It was solid. Um, And, but that game was filled with this type of monster. And so it was never scary, right? It was just like, oh, there's a big, weird flesh being that's shooting acid balls at me or whatever. And this game is filled with that shit. Yeah. When I, as I tried to explore like the more open world part of this game, Mm -hmm. it's just like, why, why, why is this happening to me? Why am I in a gunfight in the street? (laughs) And also, like, I don't know. They
3: knew. There's no way they didn't know. Yeah,
1: but there's so much of it.
3: I know. As you explore. Yeah. I don't know. I actually have stopped even trying with a lot of the side missions. Okay, because because of I just get one shotted by some monster, and I'm just like, this isn't even a little bit fun. Yeah, you know what's fun about this game, and it is really fun, is the investigation. Right, and right. also, sorry, I didn't even go into the sort of third and fourth mode of investigation. So you have the the blue right. state. You have your regular sort of investigation and detective vision. You also have archival right sections, which is, rad. Which is really cool. There are several different places. There's like. Several libraries and newspapers Do they all and police use that archives. Same, type of same interface, interface okay. but it's obviously very different context. Like you'll be looking for patients at mm-hmm. the hospital. You'll be looking for articles and also secret messages that people put out through the advertisements in the newspaper. Yeah, and, and the way that that works, yeah. just
1: to like, it's so cool. There's it's you red. kind of get you. You don't. I mean, part of me wishes I could just be like, let me see everything all at once. Um, but right. the way it actually works is that you get like. You go to the newspaper and then you kind of have three categories. You have, you pick three things to kind of cross reference. Yes. So um, let's say, I'm going to invent one now so that it's not a thing that we, that I'm spoiling. Sure. But like, let's say you wanted to find out something about um, where an opera singer was on a certain night, right? You would, uh, a certain night 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. maybe what you would do is you would pick kind of four categories there on the on the, the newspaper like search. Yeah. There's period of time and so that's like eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, nineteen hundreds, nineteen tens forward or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There's people and that's like city officials, regular people, celebrities, and then like some other fourth category yeah, that I already forget, <laughs> outsiders or something. There's what section of the newspaper is it in? Is it on the front page, current events, articles and interviews, or advertisements? And then there's like what district was it in?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and that and like you pick three, you pick three sub out of the four. of those things, mm-hmm. or out of those four things, and then and and you've chosen like. Um, a topic to be inter- to be looking for, basically. Yeah. And so you, your character kind of goes like, hmm, nothing there. Or like, oh, wow, this collection then brings you some new information. And that feels rad as
3: hell. It's so good. When you actually find something, yeah. it's not actually easy. It's not, you don't brute force it. That actually doesn't work you couldn't almost possibly. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's actually so many sections here. So it like feels really, I actually felt like a little detective. Like, yeah. I figured it out. Yeah. I found the person. I found the place. I found the address. I found this weird secret message. Right, like, right. it's really, really cool. And so then there are those, and then there's also your mind palace. Right, which is the way you're, you're just putting clues. It
1: together, like comes basically. together, basically, yeah. right? So, like going back to that first mission, you're looking for a son. You find, you find, you track the son down. He goes to some warehouse in the basement. You find him, he's dead. And like 30 this first 30 minutes stuff. Like this, is, this is the premise is right of at the, the beginning. Game. Mm-hmm. Um, you then have all this information. He had gone on this trip. He had started living with these fishermen for a few days. He, like, lost it and attacked all the fishermen. There's beef between the fishermen and the, or sorry, between the Throgmortons and the fish people, yeah. um, the Innsmithers, and the one of the ones who chased him was an Innsmither and was shooting at him. Yes. And then the game gives you all that information, and then you go to your mind palace, yep. <laughs> which I wanted to be a big 3D mind palace <laughs> around me yeah. or a Sherlock Holmes, Holmes BBC. Or even if like, it was just,
3: like, file cabinets or yeah, something, totally. that would have been cool.
1: Yeah, instead it's just a screen.
3: It's just, a. It's just like, a 2D interface. The one cool thing about it, though, especially as you go through the game, is that sometimes you can draw different types of conclusions. Right. It's pretty binary. That's... It's not going to be like, oh, you can come up with something wildly different, but right. you can make well, decisions I... about how to... St- yeah, so, so in
1: I'm not that far around. And so sure. I've done this a couple of times, so I'm not I, I want some clarity on this because yeah. it says basically like you can come to different conclusions and blah blah blah. Yeah. In the mind in the first part of the mind palace like screen, mm-hmm. you'll basically have all of those things I just said. Yep. You know, there's en- there's enmity between the insmithers and the Thlogmortons, uh, Albert Throgmorton came back on a boat. Albert Throgmorton started attacking people. The the fish guy shot at him and chased him through the streets. And in that part, you're kind of pairing things up to make yes. facts. You have clues. You combine them to make facts. Yes. So the fish guy shot him in the street. Maybe you combine that with al with with the there's enmity between these people. Yeah. Are those – those seem to be one-to-one. Those seem to be like those you can are. only find – you combine two clues to make either a fact or to get a new lead that leads you somewhere else in the city. Yes. Okay. Then you get all the clues for a given case. Yes. Or you get enough clues for a given you case. You go to I your
3: conclusions I think is what that screen's called. Right. Yeah.
1: And there it's like here's some stuff you know. And sometimes from what I can tell there is – that is where the choices are happening. Yes. So in this first case, you're like I'm pretty sure that fish guy killed killed Morton. Yeah. yeah. But then you get a choice. Yes. How sure. does that, has that, had, has that had echoing effects? Like that one, I guess, again. I don't think
3: that one has, okay. but there are definitely. Well, I guess this is,
1: you already talked about this earlier. This is why, yeah. I'm, the reason I'm willing to talk about this is because you already talked about yeah. the scene where Throgmorton is like, the fish guy killed my son. Yes. And <laughs> the my question is like, did you tell him the fish guy killed his son? Yeah, I did. So I didn't. And that's what oh. makes me curious
3: Oh, if, you might get if a I'm going to get a different scene or not. If you might not get to yell at him for being a For being a, a bigot. I bet yeah. he's still
1: a bigot. Yeah. But, so the choice at the end of that first mission, again, first 30 minutes of the game, is you decide, do I tell Throgmorton right. that his son was killed by this particular fish guy who is still alive and who is... Hanging ins- out at the
3: bar. Right, yeah. and who
1: insists that he lost control during this, that, that everybody involved had come under some sort of ex- external pressure. Um, or... Do you blame it on do you say no, he fucking did it? Because he did do it.
3: He did
2: do um,
1: it. Um and let Throg Morton believe that it was about the kind of the the kind of uh grudge between the two peoples, right? Although mm-hmm.
3: this is wild. I had played that and made that choice the first time I played the game. Mm-hmm. But I also gave the controller to Vicky for like two hours to play through the first mission again. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what choice she made. In her
1: in her playthrough. I mean
3: it's it's our playthrough. Oh it's your playthrough. Yeah, you know? uh, interesting.
1: So you're not sure.
3: I'm actually not well. I sure. will
1: know when I get to the, the <laughs> yeah, s- later know. Throgmorton conversation. For sure. But he sure. doesn't. I, I forget who we ended up blaming it on. I think we blamed it on a dead guy. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> some other guy got <laughs> got killed, and then and then yeah, wasn't but what definitely wasn't that fish guy. Yeah, it was somebody else. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. human
3: blood there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so
1: I'm curious yeah. to see if that bites me in the that ass really if it like comes out that it was the fish guy because totally. somebody else knows it was the fish guy. I think like the bartender was like because uh, he's hiding you, it. Yeah, he's hiding it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my god,
3: that's really. I also
1: promised the bartender. I'd kill the guy, and I didn't. Oh right. I was like, no, I'm not going to get him dealt with. Like, I get out of here, basically. Go away. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe it'll bite me. That's ass. actually
3: really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So my yeah. question ends
1: up being like, do those and those decisions to me are way more interesting. Like that's that's actually a pretty interesting oh, decision. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. like, all right, you know, and there's there is something metaphorical happening there, right? Oh, yeah. You understand that there is there are outside forces that led to this killing, that and if you turn this guy over, it is going to be one more example of why these two groups should hate each other, right? right? And, like, okay, well, what do you do in that scenario yeah. as someone who knows what the truth is but also understands that, like, this More was not purely yeah. – right, exactly, exactly. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken him in to begin with. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. Right. Um, oh,
2: yeah. So I'm yeah. so
1: curious to see about that stuff. And having then played a little bit past that and, being, and been like, oh – There's a lot more combat in this than I want. That part it was very frustrating to to have that like high then to that low.
3: Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of highs and lows. I will say that there's some boats. There's a lot of boats. I actually like a lot of the jankiness of this game. I just hate it in the combat. I don't mind it at all in the other segments. You're exploring. You're exploring, and like there's a lot of pop in. There's a lot of sort of technical things, but I don't care in the slightest because. Uh, the team has kind of sold me on this place Right. and the different districts of Oakmont. So you're doing a lot of walking and a lot of, of going in a boat because half of the city is underwater. So you do go in like a little boat for certain segments and it's slow and it's janky mm-hmm. as hell. And I don't care because it's actually really cool how you're soaking up in the atmosphere. And also there are fast travel points. So well, it, it really, how really
4: helps. How do you helps. use the
1: fast travels? I can't figure it out. So basically a it's
3: just a, a phone booth.
1: Oh, you have to go to a you place You have to have gone
3: there first. Yeah. Gotcha. And then you can, you can hop from any phone booth to any phone booth, okay. uh, which is kind of cool. I'm like, all right, that's yeah. a cool little way of doing it. Uh, but the atmosphere is wonderful. Uh, the city itself is, again, it's not like fully open world or anything, but you do have a lot of freedom to explore.
1: Is it not open world?
3: I mean, it's – it's. I feel like, yes, it's open world in the sense that you have a large open world where yeah. you can do things, but you can't go to a lot of places. Okay, like so most of the doors off. are actually locked. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, then, I mean, that, but
1: that's true for GTA. You can't go in true. any house you want. You know what I, I mean, mean? Yeah. <laughs> I guess – Mostly. It's hard
3: because what open world means now – isn't just open world. Does that yeah, make sense? I like, guess. okay, it's not open world in the like far cry sense. It's not open no, world no, in the GTA. But it, is, sense. it is a
1: big explorable map that you can it is. start exploring as soon as you're past the tutorial. You right? could
3: you could run around and use like, the boats and yeah, everything else. Like,
1: so one of the first things that happened to me when I woke, you you end up, you know, jump ahead a little bit, you're in a yeah. hotel, and there's a, there's a conversation you're gonna have with like the hotel receptionist or like the owner or whatever, the manager, yeah, yeah. and he's like all the people in this place—they have weird visions and make a lot of noise—and I gotta kick them out because so they're doing ritual chanting. I'm like, "All right, <laughs> yep, that okay, sure is that guy." And like, "All right, can I?" And you're like, "Can I have the stuff they left behind?" And he's like, "Ah, you're just like them, huh? You like all that ritual, dark magic, occult bullshit." And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, I, I guess I, I do, am. bro. I do. I'm here about these visions." And he like, gives you a stack of papers, and yep. that stack of papers is side quests that are things like—it's just like. Little tiny microfiction store, like it's like audio, it's like written logs. It is that are yeah. like, Well, I was on this corner and I saw some creepy fucking shit. <laughs> and it's like 12 of those that are exp- expanded upon a little bit. And then if you go to that corner, you'll find like a, a little vignette area. Yeah. And those are just like, you just have street corner names. And so to me, that's what makes it kind of an open world. It's like, You're like, yes. All right, where the fuck does, you know, Asher Street hit? Uh, I forget what the one was that I was looking for, but there's a, you know, hit hit Warsaw oh, yeah. Street or whatever. Yep. And you go to that street corner and try to find the, the way into the area and there's like, put on your detective vision and It's do
3: really stuff. cool. And so that's the part of me that yeah. does
1: feel like it's kind of an open world detective game because you are doing those little those types of things that you would have found in a Batman Arkham City or something Oh, totally. Like that. You know, you know totally. what I mean? And the
3: map itself is actually, it's really like satisfying to find a place on yes. the map because you'll yes. get a lot of directions. In side quests, also in the main missions, but right. in side quests as well, you get sort of the cross streets or like, hey, it's on Warren Street in between Ocean Grove right. and whatever or it's else. it's near the diner or yeah. near the whatever. Or right? they might give you a little bit more context like it's on the hill over here yes. by the side of yes. this and this. And it's actually finding the place takes that tiny little bit of detective work itself that is really, really fun to actually kind mm. of do to yeah. actually execute that.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, and that's why I don't mind moving slowly through this world. Uh, also because the atmosphere is really good. They really do sell like a decaying piece of crap, (laughs) like, 20s New England city. Uh, In different areas, people are wearing different types of outfits. In different areas, there's a different level of sort of decay Mm -hmm. or, like, oh, things are still going okay over here. There's, like, a smuggler grove area that looks like a... Almost like a half-sunken Wild West town, Ooh, cool. a little bit. Like the different areas of the game really do look different and feel different and have like a different uh, tone to them. Yeah, just super nice. And, and is that cool. is most of
1: that city at that point really open, or is it, is it open, open district to district?
3: I mean, it it'll give you reasons to go to different okay, districts. But you could, but I'm pretty sure you okay. can go to most of the city. It seems like a big
1: city. It seems it seems like it's huge. I, I will say, like, I wish there were more. The thing that makes makes it like not a great open world is the same thing that for me like Arkham City is not a great open world oh, like sure. there isn't shit to do that isn't the main story or side mission it's stuff it's all kind of like, just color yeah mm-hmm. and like it's just NPCs walking in circles yeah um, they Laten get in fights a lot here do they? I haven't seen that that's cool a lot of fights okay. I haven't seen any fights yet I mean it's Janky as hell. They
3: go into loops of fighting.
1: Weird. Okay, it's one of those. It's a lot. It's like they had a team. They had like an atmosphere team or like an environment team that was like, all right, we're going to do what we can fucking do. Give me some like- like, here's (laughs) a fight. Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs)
3: Uh, But it is, I am really, really enjoying this game thus far with that massive caveat aside. Like I do not like- the combat choke points. I don't even mind the sort of moment to moment. I've gotten used to the combat in the sort of like, all right, I'm on a mission, I gotta shoot three guys. I don't care. Whatever. That's easy enough. It's fine. Yeah. It's when there are choke points with that where mm-hmm. I really want to throw the game out the window. Um yeah, and one other thing, this is sort of an interesting uh thing. We touched on this at the beginning, uh, but getting away from the mechanics and going more towards the sort of uh thematic stuff and how they've they've populated this game. I think it's really rad and cool and awesome that there are so many people of color in like, mm-hmm. they're professionals. Like they're yep. in this world, yep. in this really racist, fucked up world, mm-hmm. as like professionals. There's women. There's a there's a line from a woman who is like a prominent uh, side character who talks about like going to university and I had more opportunities here than on the mainland and mm-hmm. all sorts of other stuff is happening. But this is also a world with the KKK and a lot of racism and a lot of prejudice. So it's right. like there's there's uh. I don't know if it's commentary, I don't know if it's not commentary. I don't know completely what they're getting at with that other than it's possible that this ge- the people making this game wanted very much to be like we're a progressive team, we want to show progressive ideals, right, we want right, to show a right. diverse cast also, and also in a racist world. Right, right. Um and which I don't, is, I don't is, know if it's a bad thing or right, a good thing or right. it just seems interesting to me that that is like this is a world with the KKK. That means the KKK came out of something. It, is, it didn't just like exist. Right. You know, like it comes from a racist tradition of this country being extremely racist. Right. Like, right. not just, oh, there are just some bad guys who are racist. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally, there, there totally. is. Like They're a, talking
1: about the world as having those discrepancies and yeah. those differences and those and the, and prejudice, right? So, like, that's that is more than I expected, I guess, especially yeah. with the characters of color. Um, I. Really, just want to see. I want to see the whole thing. I was thinking this morning about like how yeah. much, how much I wish we had like the ability to stream right now because oh I would God, love is, to stream this whole game. Yeah, it is exactly that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, so
3: and that's the thing. I'm worried. Like even talking about it now, I have to kind of put that. Like I, I haven't finished it. Like I am right, right, worried right, right, that there's a quest in this game or something well, where is. it's just like. Listen,
1: a lot of people make video games. Ooh. There probably is an ugh <laughs> moment. Like, yeah. I think the entire premise has some ugh in it. For it's sure, just, it's just one of those things that's yeah. like. You know, I also am sympathetic to the idea of trying to not rehabilitate the Lovecraft's work, but to if you if you work for a big studio and that studio gets that license you go like all right how do we do the best thing we can with this yeah um and i would way rather this than the many attempts to do lovecraft and love horror that doesn't engage at all in that stuff
2: political yeah right totally
1: totally absolutely like (laughs) and i even mean something like eternal darkness here which does not is not explicitly uh lovecraft even though it's very 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 clearly inspired by by lovecraft which still felt like that is a game filled with like stereotypes about about yeah. you know the 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 ancient world and shit. Like so uh. there is there are ways to do it really wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's at least this where I'm like, huh, okay, it's doing something. It's trying it something. Um I think so. it's trying very I,
3: personally I I see yes. that they are trying. There's also a queer characters, there's a little huh. there are like hints of queerness. There is okay. picture Again, I won't spoil anything, but there is a picture of like two men kissing okay, and one yeah. is a human and one is a Throgmorton style okay. person. And it's yeah. like, there's stuff going on here. There really is. And they are yeah. playing with charged imagery, but.
1: Listen, I don't, my, you're not going to make me, lo- I get to kill the KKK is not going to lose oh, yeah. points shoot him right me. in
3: the head. It's great.
1: Sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. I'm like, all right, I'm right.
3: fine with combat in this game only because of this right, right. here, this right. one <laughs> moment, right. you know, I don't know if there are more moments. I just, I had that mission last night. So yeah. yeah fascinated to see if it sticks the landing or even fascinated to see if it just doesn't fall on its face in terms of that, which thus far it has been precarious, but uh, appears to be trying something certainly. Uh, And also I just am really enjoying the detective work in this game. I am really enjoying those mechanics. I think they're actually really fun. (laughs) I will say I did get extremely stuck at one point point. And use your damn detective vision on okay. everything and have it on like the easy setting because it'll just mean all that means at all for the investigation is that the, there'll be like very subtle little like hash marks in the world that are like take tickle- a. Take, take a, a look closer here. look at this. Okay.
1: Yeah, are they like the ones? So those appear in the world near, like, for me playing on normal, they appear on like lootable items yes. that like just look like strange. They do look like hashtags. They just yeah. look like weird it's <laughs> sigils. hashtags. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the sort of stuff that will show up.
3: Yes, that'll show it's something like that will show up for like invisible wall or not invisible walls rather opaque walls oh, right, right, that really right, right. aren't real walls. I yeah. actually got stuck for like three hours once because there was a wow. secret room in a basement. You could
1: not, that you didn't see. You I, I in... had to go to
3: Galt. I was wow. like, is there some bug? And he's like, oh man. He was <laughs> like, I, I got stuck there too. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. And then there was like, okay. you, you had to look a particular way at a particular wall. So um. it's not actually super easy at points, even with the sort of extra
1: yeah. Images. <laughs> I will say the one thing for me that I wish. So I haven't played the Frogwares games. Sure. Frogwares, like Sherlock Holmes games. I remember one or two of them actually needing you to make some logical conclusions yourself. And I'm, I, huh. in terms of like solving the mystery, where, I, and I have not done enough of these. This is things like I'm only in the first couple of hours sure. of this. So maybe it does get there, but I haven't felt like a detective in the like putting things to. I, I only insofar as. So I'm coming up off of Outer Wilds, which oh, sure. you need to play so I badly. really need to. Everyone who's listening, please find the time to play Outer Wilds. If you have it, if you have an Xbox One or a PC, yeah. like I adore that game. Um, and in that game, that gave, game gave me such a strong feeling of solving a mystery, genuinely solving a mystery. Yeah. Mm. Even though it has a big rumor map that like puts together stuff to some degree for you, the moments of discovery really felt like <sighs> me clicking things into place Um, And so that has biased me towards a sort of organic mystery solving and, like, person-first versus character-first style of mystery solving. Uh, Whereas there are moments when I'm playing this where I'm like, yeah, he's solving a mystery, and I'm seeing him put those things together. But I'm not – I haven't had that moment where I go, like, oh, this is what's happening. So either one, I'm curious, have there been those moments for you where it's like you feel like part of the conspiracy or the mystery has, like, come together in your head? Or is it mostly you're reading a detective – you're reading – you're watching a show in which someone is solving a a mystery, but it's less like a a collaborative effort or like a – I think about like Agatha Christie books. In Agatha Christie books, I'm always like, okay, what the fuck happened here? Let me try to piece some stuff together. Whereas when I think about really hard-boiled detective fiction, it's so rarely is it like – Oh, here okay, like here is the the mystery being solved. And it's so much more like here's the atmosphere, here are the characters, yeah. here's the corruption in the city, here are like and the character puts together a mystery, solves a mystery. There yeah. is a mystery and there are clues, but it's way less participatory.
3: Yeah. I, I would say it's it's much more that there have been certainly moments where I've been like, oh shit. Right, right, right. That's right. right. Okay. That's where I gotta go with this. And like Certainly, some of the archival stuff has actually done that for me, where right. I'm like, Th- you know, that oh, is the place. Yeah. That is the
1: place that it gave me <laughs> yeah. some of that feeling because it was like putting together the clues of like how yeah. would I find this information. Yeah. That does that does feel that way.
3: Yeah, so a, a bit of it, but I would say a touch of it. It's really not the the,
1: the focal point,
3: overriding feeling yeah, of it. I, yeah, I think, I think where this is the most successful is in the atmosphere to a degree, but it's also in the the sort of when the, when you're really going in the game, yeah. like it, it's like a really sort of like pleasurable mix of Those different sort of detective modes Mm -hmm. and going from one to the other to the next. And you will have a light sense of like, yeah, I figured that shit out. Mm -hmm. But it's it's certainly not going – I don't think it's going to make you feel like 100% like I'm the detective. I feel you. Which –
1: yeah. You know. I can't get it from everything. Yeah. I Wilds. need to play
3: Outer Wild. Please. I need to. Danielle, I'm
1: begging <laughs> I'll probably play it
3: for 1,500 hours.
1: It, well, no, you <laughs> won't. You can't do that, unfortunately. I mean, you could, <laughs> but it doesn't have that in it. Right. You know what I mean? It has it has, it'll it has be my next, 20 to 30. Uh,
3: it'll be my next Void Bastards, which I beat. Please, be, yeah. And totally. also, I'm now going back to beat on hard. So okay. Yeah. It'll be the next one for oh, that. next one of those. Of, yeah, those of
1: those. I think you'll really like it. Yeah. I hope so. I need to. Um. All right. I think that's going to do it for this first segment. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back to talk about Harry Potter Wizards United. Unite? Unite. What is you?
3: Unit. Unite. Unit. Wizards <laughs> Unit.
1: W-Unit. <Wizards> w- unit. <laughs> W-Unit. Mm. Uh, Wizards Unite. Woonit? Woonit. Woonit. Woon
3: it. Woon
1: it. Uh Wizards Unite and some other stuff that we've played this week. <laughs> Probably some judgment. We'll see because I'm recording this on a Monday. I have no idea what I'm going to find time for this week, but yeah. we'll see. Thank duck, you, Danielle. Duck season. Duck season. Oh, duck talk season. about duck season, real
3: quick. Well, I, I've only like dipped a toe in. Oh,
1: okay. So but I'm interested. You're interested. We'll see. It's like
3: supposed to be a David Lynchian, uh, you know, sort of exercise in uh nostalgia, okay? Eighties nostalgia. We'll see I'm how it goes. I'm curious
1: how it goes. Me too. Well, thank you for coming through. Thanks. Uh, where can people find you on the internet?
3: You can find me at Danielle Ri, and uh, please go to Vice Reports on Instagram. Go to Vice Reports also, on Instagram. See, see the cool things we're doing. We're doing a lot of uh, college advice and queer. Uh, and Hell LGBT yeah. stuff. Awesome. A lot of Stonewall stuff.
2: Hell yeah. So, yeah. Nice.
1: Happy Pride.
3: Happy Pride to you. Thank you. All
1: right. We'll be right back. Planning for your next trip?
6: And we're back. Let's all have a frothy glass of soy.
1: (laughs) Just in time with some new people. Patrick Klepek, Rob Zachney, you're here now. Uh, We said uh, bye to Danielle because we're recording this across two different days. We already talked about Sinking City a little bit. But Rob, I know you've been playing some of it. I've been playing some of it. I already talked about it. I want to hear what you have to say about Sinking City before we move on.
6: What do you think about this Lovecraft shit? I mean honestly in a weird way I think the Lovecraft stuff is the least interesting part of it. Yeah. Is the funny thing like what they've done effectively here is create a pretty decent like Okay, let me throw this out. Yeah. Imagine a Continental Op game. Imagine yeah. somebody yeah. Uh-huh. was like the Continental totally. Op comes to Poisonville. Yes. And there's an entire oh, game of that. My whole and you said how do you make that happen?
1: And part of my brain are like unlocked because I haven't thought about the continental <laughs> op
6: in a little while. This is how man, you. Red right. harvest is some shit. People, blood like, harvest people is don't some know shit. how people do not know how hardcore Dashiell Hammett was. Oh. People like, honestly, what that that dude wrote some like truly blood curdling. shit. I think we've confused uh,
1: we've confused Cato. Do you know? No. Okay.
4: None of these words make any sense. Okay, you, to know, me. you know you know you, know, you, know you know Yimbo, right.
1: Wait. Say what you were gonna say. What were you gonna say, Rob? You
4: know,
6: you know, the, you know, Yo right? Sure. Yes. Okay. That is effectively an adaptation of a hard-boiled PI story that Dashiell Hammett wrote. Yeah. Uh, starring one of his like recurring detectives, the Continental Op. He's this anonymous detective who is basically an insurance claims detective. Wait. But he keeps yes, getting wait. embroiled in like hardcore mob shit. What's up? Yojimbo? Jimbo. Yeah, Yojimbo, the Kurosawa film.
4: No, that's not what I was thinking. Never mind. You I
0: think- have no. I'm, I'm lost again. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say. I almost interrupted Kado's. Y- y- yes, and I was like, Kado, no, you, that was the <laughs> least was confident not, okay. yes I have ever heard from a <laughs> do you, person. Do you know that was some the- Shinji shit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know the thing that happens in? pop culture in a movie or cartoon or TV show where like an outsider comes to town and kind of plays both sides against each other Sure. and all right so that's like popularized by Yojimbo. but it's okay. and it obviously is, it, pre- it it predates even uh Blood Harvest but uh Blood Harvest was like the like penalty. or was Red like the, not the penalty. what did i say Red Harvest yeah sorry Red, Red harvest, harvest not Blood not, not, not yeah. Blood Harvest my bad uh listen there's a lot of blood in that book there's uh, – the way I pitch Dashiell Hammett is people know – or the way I, I pitch Red Harvest and, and Dane Curse is that people know Sam Spade. People know the Maltese Falcon. People know the Maltese Falcon. Maltese Falcon, classic film noir, uh, an adaptation of a Dashiell Hammett book. Sam Spade, that's a guy who has a name. That's a guy who has a face and relationships uh, and who is And not- is trying
6: to solve a mystery. Crucial. Yes. <laughs> so I was
4: thinking of
1: uh- – so-
6: Usagi Yojimbo? I knew you were
1: thinking about Usagi Yojimbo. (laughs) Usagi Yojimbo also connected to Yojimbo. I'm sure, yeah. There's a reason why he called that. Yeah. Um, The Continental Op, much less of a... a, The Continental Op comes to town and then... I don't know that the town stands when the Continental Op leaves it. It's not the Continental Op's fault that the town falls apart. The, the town was already corrupt, was already shot so through with So Red holes. Harvest
6: is really cool, too, because uh, I think Hammett had a background working as a Pinkerton. He did. And uh, got out of it. But like Red Harvest in particular is inflected by... It's this town that used to have like a really robust labor movement and then like the city bosses crushed it. But in order to do that, they had to empower a corrupt police force. They had to bring in like roughneck strike breakers and they had to enlist the like the support of organized crime to help like break the unions. The Continental Op comes to this town um, called uh, Personville, but everyone calls it pronounces it poisonville. Yeah, Uh yep. and it opened, God, what an <laughs> opening this book has but anyway he comes there to solve a straightforward case but basically it's the city bosses now want to undo that deal they realize they're in hock to uh, a lot of bad forces and they kind of want to revise it but the mob and the cops aren't going anywhere and multiple factions kind of try to screw around with the continental lot and early in the book almost without really like deciding to he just starts sowing chaos mm-hmm. and playing the sides off against each other and basically triggers like a mob war that makes Miller's Crossing <laughs> look like 12 angry men like it's it is such a cool and like bloody book uh it's a lot of fun but the the thing I want to get here is what I dig about that is it's a hard thing to bring to life. I haven't seen a lot of games try to do it, this idea that the private eye comes to a small town, there are all these like politics and factions that are already in the middle middle of their own story, and you're kind of dropped into the middle of it, both as an investigator, someone who to bear witness, and someone who can influence the arc that this follows. Yeah. And the thing I dig about the sinking city is it actually kind of feels that way. You get there and this is not a new crisis that's erupted in the city. This is something that's been going on for quite a while and has roots to old divisions within the town. And that has my attention. Every time it starts trying to do the
5: woo,
6: no. the veil of reality is peeling back <laughs> and holy shit, it's a squid monster behind it. I'm like, yeah. So, how about f- I just go like rough up a mobster in a speak and yeah. call it a day? Yeah. The thing that from talking to um, uh, Galt
1: who did our, our review for us, um, uh, uh, Mike, uh, sorry, Matthew Galt, um, the thing that like really stuck out to me there or the thing that, that made me mo- most excited to come back to that game is that he insists that the focus is not on the spooky shit. Like that stuff is there, um, but it's mostly how do people act in a world where they all believe in the spooky shit. How do you like? There are cults to, to ancient gods, but it's more interested in the cult and the people running the cult. And they're like, you know, in, in the review that he wrote, it, it, he explicitly calls out, uh, or, or not calls out, but you know, focuses on a relationship between a woman who's running a cult and her husband who is bigoted against, like the the insmithers, who are people who have fish like features, um, and. Like she is running a cult to a a, a deep one to a to a, a terrible you know a uh, 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 fish god who would s- just as soon see the world flooded as you know see her weekly tithes go up, Um and so like there is a reason maybe for for not trusting her, but her husband is a fucking bigot also, and that is the focal point of the game more so. That st- sort of story is the focal point of the game more than what's happening deep below the waves. So that stuff obviously is still there, um, but. I'm I'm with you. I think that's a great that's a great ana- or a great comparison. Also briefly, Dashiell Hammett, an avowed leftist, a member of the Communist Party, was blacklisted uh, during McCarthyism. Shout out to Dashiell Hammett, you a real one. Was a Pinkerton, <laughs> and then was like,
2: mm,
4: this sucks. Actually, actually. <laughs> let me tell you how much the Pinkerton sucks. Oh, suck, so that's by that's what that like... that's what they're going for in Watchdogs Legion.
1: <laughs> we. Mm. Yeah. Uh, every every what? every totalitarian cop you recruit is Dashiell Hammett.
6: Being like, wait a second. Uh, oh wow. I really just want to work on my novel. Uh, yeah. No. Everyone should everyone should check out Hammett. Uh, I I still say like Austin in my heart of hearts. I think Chandler is the yeah. greater stylist. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just like really punchy, nasty <sighs> American prose. Like, yeah. Hammett is the king. And, we should short, do a and the Hammett. Continental Op short stories role too.
1: We should do a, a – I was going to say, we should do a, a Continental Op short story or or even those books fly by sometime this fall once it's, like, rainy weather as a, as a waypoint. Yeah. One week, we should just pick one and just, like, you know, lean into that film noir shit. Uh, obviously, it predates film noir. Yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Um, cool, yeah. I'm going to keep playing Sinking City this weekend, I think. Patrick, the other big news of the week. Yeah. Mario Maker
0: 2. More, nope, we, doesn't exist. Not out. Uh, they canceled it. Um, Is it because your review? Breaking... Were they break like, it, break, Yeah, no. But yeah. <laughs> Breaking like, news, Dan records still it. exists. Uh, they canceled Mario Maker 2. Uh, we can still save ourselves from this. It doesn't <laughs> have to happen. I don't have to play this game again. Um, but Patrick, you don't get to play this
1: act anymore. You don't get to do this anymore because you made a level. I've and- got
6: 24
0: <laughs> hours <laughs> to,
6: to keep up the conceit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, well, hang on. You, like the, You have become... Right. What you despised, right? Like you made a only oh, truly asshole out, level, of right? obli- out of obligation to ethics. Mm, really? I, uh, <laughs> you just I had shuck. no choice.
0: Okay. Uh, I mean look Gamergate ran women Go to the website Deep Freeze Look up my profile uh-huh. um, Deeply committed to ethics um, and, Gamergate uh, ran women out of, uh, to,
1: out of video games Where they made Patrick <laughs> Klepek Make a Mario Maker level For once That's, right.
0: that's how it works yeah, uh-huh. look, The consequences Of people's actions Are multitude uh-huh. um, So yeah Mario Maker uh, 2 Comes out uh, It'll be uh, out uh, As of uh, When this comes out I think it comes out Midnight Maybe on Thursday Or something like that I forget the exact eShop publishing schedule um but yeah uh austin uh, made my day in like really hours before my flight sending me a message with saying just check check your email and it included a uh, a code oh, for yeah. Mario Maker 2. That made um, me feel
1: good. So every once in a while I do a thing of my day where I feel good <laughs> about it. And being able to send Patrick Mario Maker code <laughs> in time Before a really four hit and a half hour fight. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like during E3. Not that you had a lot of time during E3 to like sit down and play it, but there were some mornings. Rob was cooking up great breakfast. you were playing Mario Maker. You know, like that's that seemed all right.
0: Yeah. Um it was good, it was good. Um and so uh, you know. The review I wrote, for people who like aren't familiar with like the major changes to Mario Maker 2, um, there aren't. Um, it is, uh, by and large, a port with uh, an enhanced tool set, like new tutorial stuff to try and get people to better understand how the tool set works. Um, it, is, uh, it has a story mode with a bunch of um, decently challenging levels, but they're extremely short, um, and story is like a very loose term, um, basically... A, a wild and wacky dog comes over and hits the erase button and erases Peach's castle and you need to rebuild it. Um, and that you runs though? you through a bunch of, huh? Do you though? <laughs> no, you don't. Well, so that's one of the things Mario maker. Uh, the original game was, uh, deeply criticized when the rev- first wave of reviews came out because Nintendo wanted you to jump through a bunch of hoops to unlock the tools to build levels. um, and it got just crushed for it in the reviews, which forced them to put out like a day one patch that's like, what if you could do it really fast and unlock the tools? Um, but it's still like a goofy thing for them to to make that an obstacle. In Mario Maker 2, that's unlocked from, from the get-go. The story mode is mostly there to give you a sense of how some of these new tools work, um, to run you through um, the different uh, versions of Mario that exist here, which are largely the same. It's, uh, you know, Mario, uh, Super Mario brothers, the original Super Mario brothers, three Super Mario world, um, and, uh, new Super Mario brothers. And then a 2d version of Super Mario 3d world, um, which includes like, you know, cat suit Mario. So you can like kind of climb walls and, and, and things of that nature. Um, but it's not like a huge departure in terms of how you actually play, play the game. Whereas like if they add Mario brothers Two. Um, which is one of the rumors that that would be like a real gameplay departure in terms of how you actually interact. And it's all to say, do not buy this game if you are looking for like a sequel to Mario Odyssey. Um, The wait continues for like a proper new Mario game that I'm sure is in development, but that is not here. If you are not, if that is what you're looking for, do not pick up Mario Maker. Um, So Mario Maker 2, like the review I wrote was like largely through the lens of I'm someone that spent two years where for multiple days a week, sometimes every day of the week, I woke up and I played levels. And, and famously, I, you know, I've said that I'd never made a level in Mario Maker. I did not even go through the hoops to unlock the creation tools because I don't consider myself to be that kind of creative. You know, writing is creative in its own pursuit. But uh, I, I think the analogy I've used in the past is um, if you gave me like a bunch of Legos, I wouldn't know what to do with them. I'd much rather follow... You know, like my parents would buy me like the, the the like the oh this is the pirate set I and mean, then you follow the directions to like build the pirate set. Like I found that way more satisfying. So it's not surprising that like given something like Mario Maker, what I find more satisfying is playing the levels that people have created rather than sitting down and making them uh, myself. Um, and so the the my review kind of walks through being someone that played th- you know pr- probably a thousand hours of Mario Maker. Um and spent a lot of time at Kotaku during my two years there really covering the Mario Maker community. What people don't really, I think, uh, realize if you just kind of like dink around with Mario Maker, play your friends' levels, yeah. download a couple, have a very casual relationship with Mario Maker, is just how poorly Nintendo treated that community. Um, because what's so different about Mario Maker relative to other Nintendo products is that Um, Part of what people love about Nintendo games is, like, they're very polished, they're very curated, they feel very much of, um, like, you can see the hands that built it. And that is true of Mario Maker's creative suite, but once that is out there, um, it's for the players to determine, like, what the fate of that game is, because they're creating the content that comes afterwards. And for Nintendo, that means managing a community— And Nintendo is a company that's, it's been a joke, it's been a meme that they don't understand the internet, and that's been proven time and time again over the years, and they've gotten better at, like, basic core competencies, like, you know, Smash Brothers servers run fine, like, Splatoon is a totally fine uh, multiplayer shooter, in terms of, like, I can connect, get to a game, go do that thing. But, like, managing a community is, like, super different, and, like, how you manage a community reveals, like... the value of what you think a community is and what you want that community to be and how much of an influence from a corporate level you want that to be what Nintendo views the community or is it Nintendo responding to that community and like finding somewhere in the middle? And so the examples I kind of walk through in my piece, um, I think the one that really, go read it, it's like, you know, 3,000 plus words that walks through a lot of that. One of them that I think really illustrates it um, is that Nintendo had a purging policy in, in uh, which for one day a year, all levels were legal um, and you can make whatever you want. Um, no, it was, it was actually that, so low population levels, which they never did, explained what that actually meant, but the fuzzy math on it was like, well, if nobody played your stages, at some point they were just going to delete them from the servers. Um, and so as someone that was playing games on a stream constantly – what I the, – the example I point to is where a father wrote in – so I guess I should back up. Yeah. I would get a lot of levels that people would submit to me, and it was too many for me to play. And the whole fun of watching the stream was like me busting through either hard levels or levels that people created. And so to try and like cut down and like on the amount of submissions I was getting, I gave people uh, their own hoops to jump through, which was I had a P.O. box that you could send a letter and a drawing and the code. Um, and so then if you sent that in, I guaranteed that I would play your level. And so what I started getting was realizing some of my audience was parents watching with their kids. So they were making Mario levels with their mm. children. Um, and so they would send in these adorable drawings from like five or six-year-olds um, um, and even sometimes less of Mario. And I'd play those levels. And then the parents would watch me play their levels on stream. But I started getting a lot of write-ins from parents who their kids would make what you know we might consider bad stages. Um <laughs> Um, because they're five or they're seven. Um, specifically, I had to write in from a father who was like, hey, you know, could you play this level? I'm hoping that if you play it, then it won't get deleted. All of my kids' levels keep getting deleted, which seems to run so counter to the whole pitch of Mario Maker, which is that you make a level, you hit a button, it appears on the internet, and anybody can play it. It's like a really beautiful pitch for that is like reflective of like a lot of people's long history with Nintendo as a company and Mario as a series. Um but if the consequence of that is, uh, oh, also we're deleting the levels made by children because I don't know why. Like right. it's not explained that it's a server issue because it was free to upload levels in um, and, and the original Mario Maker because they didn't have an online service. Um, and things like that were very consistent in Tena's relation with the community, including, you know, did they – do they or do they not like Kaizo level design? Which if you're not familiar with Kaizo levels, that's like a lot of the really hard – like explicitly ridiculous levels that are often asking players to do techniques that skate the line between exploit or glitch. Um, It's certainly not things that Nintendo intended players to do or listed (laughs) in a move set of what Mario is capable of doing. Um, And they would often like do things like issue patches that changed the way the physics work or how an item responded, thus breaking levels that um, people had built, even though they weren't against the rules, but it's like while they're issuing patches, that break them. So, Maybe it's against the rules. And so, uh, you know, to, to wrap up, my piece walks through my concerns about Mario Maker 2 never had to do with would they add cool new shit because they already did the, the transformative thing. They built a, a level design tool where anyone can make a level. And, and I think that really is truly anyone because as we can get to, I, even I made one. Um, and th- so they, they did the thing that was, uh, I think, a sort of a historic landmark achievement in games. It's like easy to forget. Uh, it was how they pulled that off. Um, so adding new tools, not the hard part. Did they learn the right lessons about how to manage the community? Mm, I think there were some worrying signs in the changes they made in Mario Maker 2 itself and from an interface level, and I've seen no indication over their actions for the last couple of years that suggest they're going to largely act any different. And so it's a, it's, I'm like, it's a brilliant game, but it's only as brilliant as Nintendo allows the community to end
1: <sighs> yeah. up Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's only I'm concerned in the sense that, like, you, know, you you have a line in here that's like, I'm not worried about the quality of levels that's going to come out of this. People are going to do incredible shit with these tools, but it is so. I really hope that they are not just doing the best with what they have, and that in the end, Nintendo starts to enable the community, uh, beyond just selling them tools. Right? <laughs> like, I think about something. Right. I, I you know I, I think a lot about the ways in which, um user generated content is part of big kind of media strategies broadly but increasingly tied to games i think about something like dreams you know cameron wrote a great piece on dreams recently um and and it it user generated content generally sits kind of uneasy with me because It is people paying often for the right to continue to make the product and to continue to create real value for the company that the content belongs to. And in this case, (laughs) full stop. Mario Maker doesn't
0: have enough for you to do unless people make levels that you can download for free on top of a service that you have to pay for to download those free levels. (laughs) Nintendo's online service is like – I usually have a – it's so cheap and, like, again, like, I want people to give a heads up. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get basically a free year of Nintendo's <laughs> online service by jumping through some really easy hoops. It's not a trick. It's not an exploit. Like, it's just an offer. But, like, huh. if you have Amazon Prime, you can use a Twitch account to get a full year of Nintendo's online service. Gotcha. Like, relatively easy. I didn't know about that. Um.
1: So I, I think that there are – there's a whole spectrum of, like – good user-generated content practices that at least ease my worries a little bit. And that ends up being about things like, like uh, the ideal version of it is you have a game like Dreams and the best version of that would be you could export your game to uh, some sort of EXE that could be played on a PC or or, or you could export and it. And you own the IP. You own the, and, you, and you own the IP and you own anything you create with it. Or there's a royalty
0: split with Sony where it's totally, like- Totally, that's the like best the way Unreal, The way like Unreal Engine works, yes. um, and a lot of engines work this way where um, it's- you don't do a split with the engine licensor until you reach a certain profit status and then a split kicks in and it's like, yeah, an ideal version of something like dreams would be like, all right, cool. You own it. You can go make your own thing, but shit. If this thing takes off, like, you know, I mean, you know, I, yes, there's in some in sort a, in of real world. Right. You don't own anything at all, yeah. but right. like a more We've like, like, like a realistic property, world. Right. Yeah. Totally.
1: <laughs> but, but right. The, the, the best for, so, but, but, there are there are things that are like here is what I'm paying for. Here is what I am you know, I've decided to go to a public park. And, or, or to go to a private park let's say or I've paid my taxes. Like, a, I'm going to a public park, I've paid right. my taxes and part of what that money does is make sure that the park has nice places to walk and make sure that the, the lawn is, is uh, you know kept up and that like people are going around and picking up dog shit because I know that the people walking the dogs ain't doing it um, and, like, <laughs> and that there is a general sense of upkeep and management and maintenance that that is what the money is going for and you know what I do have to bring my own fun. Me and my friends are going to show up with a frisbee, we're going to show up with a grill we're going to show up and, like, ha- and, and create content for ourselves but there's, a, the framework. But there there's was a, a framework but there's a framework base exactly yeah. and that and that the the version of this that i at my minimum is like i want if i'm paying you money so that i can create content on your service then i want you to help us curate that stuff to help um discoverability to keep nazis off of the service uh and and to make it like as um you know to to let us do the thing we want to do in a way that is in line with the way we actually do it, right? That is not just your idealized vision of the, here are the seven tags or nine tags or whatever. But like what are people actually making on your platform and how do you enable them to continue to do that uh, as best as they can? And like – and and my hope is that Nintendo – Gets the message and continues to improve on that. So my hope is that they built the back end in a modular enough way that they could do something like add new tags pretty easily. In contrast with systems, we like, no, nah, that's it. We made these 10 tags and that's going to be it forever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess And so see. I
0: have uh, uh, no confidence that will happen, <laughs> which is why, like, I had the line of. Mario Maker itself, as a creation suite, is brilliant enough, and the passion that people have to play Mario levels and the there, there's a reason other like there have been other creation uh, suites made about platformers in the wake of Mario Maker that do things that I wish Mario Maker would do. For example, and I didn't get this in my review, I wish there were ghosts in Mario Maker. So what I mean by that is when you download a when you play a Mario Maker level. um, And maybe you you play a really hard one that you realize, I have no idea how you beat this. Um, What you have to do is then take that level, punch it into YouTube and go (sighs) see if someone did a playthrough of it. Um, What I wish it did is like in order to upload a level in Mario Maker, you have to beat the level yourself. And I wish you could just say, look, I'm actually not interested in playing this, but I'd love to see how the hell you beat it. And so you should yeah, be able to like hit a button that says like watch a ghost run of like the creator actually doing the thing um, and beating it. Um, this doesn't have that. There are other there are other uh, products that have done things like that. They have these very obvious ideas for how you would improve the quality of life for creators and for players. Um, but the reason Mario Maker succeeds, it is so popular, is because it's a shared language. Like you can make another platformer, but it's not the way Mario jumps. It's not the way Mario runs. Like, the reason you can be subversive in Mario Maker and the reason that's fun is because you have decades of experience with what you think is going to happen and the joy of someone doing something weird and out of step with Nintendo's level design philosophy is because you have 20 years of, like, a shared understanding of what's supposed to happen. And that's just not true of generic new platformer that has, like, a level editor doing really interesting things. And so it will succeed in spite of itself. Um, And I think that will be the case of Mario maker two as well. It just bums me out because I think it could be so much more. And it seems like it just runs up against a corporate culture that wants a level of control that is, that is, and also just an uncomfortable. I don't think Nintendo is fully comfortable with, what the community has done to keep Mario level design alive especially 2D level uh, Mario uh, design, which is really like the introduction The introduction of Kaizo is a lot of what kept like the creative juices flowing for like how people appreciated uh, and continued to like sort of unlock what was interesting about the 2D Mario games, like especially Mario World where a lot of the Kaizo stuff um, is, is explicitly built because he has a larger moveset in that game. Um, I don't know that they actually like that stuff. Right. And so it's like an uneasy like alliance between Nintendo realizing what's going to keep Mario maker alive two years from now is streamers playing really ridiculous levels. It's not, um, your average person just creating a level that gets played by no one. Like at the point they've moved on to breath of the wild Two or Mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. but that game will have a community and a vibrance because they're pushing the boundaries of what's possible. And Nintendo just does not seem comfortable with them pushing the boundaries of what's possible because Nintendo's whole design ethos is often we created the possibility space, like do it within these boundaries. And right. even a game like Breath of the Wild, as as uh, even though it, it moves in a different direction, it's still playing within that that idea that Nintendo um, often works within. Um, and it's one that I usually love because like I love the level of polish and care they put into right. their games. It's why I say the the only games I like to find secrets in our Nintendo games because I, it feels handcrafted in a way that isn't to get an achievement. It feels like no, we want to delight you by finding a <laughs> secret that we've right. hidden for you. Um, it feels it feels it doesn't feel cynical in a way that it often feels in you know find 150 collectibles in an Uncharted game. Um, so I, I don't know where they're going to land on it, but I I choose cynicism because I, I don't I just I don't have a lot of evidence to expect they're going to do anything. <laughs> But
1: I mean, we should, I mean, we shouldn't, but I'm going to say that one of the headlines we, we almost used for that piece was um, Mario Maker 2 will be brilliant if Nintendo doesn't fail the community. <laughs> um, and we ended up walking it yeah. back a little bit because because it was maybe a little too.
0: Well, it's, it's a more what I expect as yeah. opposed to what has happened. Yes. Um, yes. That's, that's like a tweaked version of that is like a story I write in six months where yep. it's like. Okay, they didn't do any of the stuff that I was I was hoping that they they might do. Um and it's like a, a, like Nintendo can fail the community and also the community can like succeed. Um um like both those things can be can be true. I just, you know, it's like like you know that you mentioned the tags, right? So, for ex- the, the way that when you are looking for a level, they've all sorts of different metrics you can search by. Region, you can search by completion percentage. They've added like really smart ways to like, filter through things, um, but the tags they've introduced, let me pull up what, uh, they actually are, should have had my review up, here we go, um, are, like, I feel like a step back from where they came from, um, oh, now it's, yeah, all right, so the tags in Mario Maker 1 Automatic music puzzle gimmick dash remix thumbnail costume Yoshi theme speedrun auto scroll shoot em up track traditional and in Mario Maker 2 they've reduced that from 15 to 9 standard puzzle solving speedrun auto scroll auto Mario short and sweet multiplayer versus themed music um and like if you're let's say you're making a really hard stage that is meant to be like just punishing like where do you where do you put that in that Category. Nowhere, um, none of none of those are reflective, and so the reason this is a problem is because in Mario Maker One, the way that they ranked stages um, or w- what influenced the algorithm um, was if you finished a stage, you could hit it with a star, and I think you could hit it with a star even if you didn't finish it, and it, it's you know similar to like a Facebook or a Twitter where like there's only a way to uh, to like something, there's not a way to dislike it. Um, I guess Twitter invents that through the ratio. That's like the equivalent of the dislike, but yeah. that's like a sure, community-driven yeah. thing as opposed yeah. to something explicit by uh, Twitter as a platform. God,
1: when does it become um, the ratio? What's, do we have like a, because there, at at low enough numbers, it's not enough, Uh-huh. Right? right? Like 50 replies, 20 retweets, 20 likes is not the ratio. That's a conversation. Well, there
0: was, um, we should probably ask the creator, uh, there was someone who was running a Twitter account that was basically like, Oh, a ratio has occurred. Right. Um, and then huh. they would point you towards the ratio so you could see whatever like drama was unfolding. Um that day or that hour on on Twitter, so I guess we'd have to f- find out whatever the ratio Twitter account like determined was like the, <laughs> the bar because yeah. I suppose they've they've studied whenever a ratio truly becomes a ratio. But so in Mario Maker two, you can like something uh, or like give it a heart or give it a boo. Um, so maybe a like a like and a dislike. You cannot look up a dislike on a on a pa- on the, the page of a, a level. It's not listed, and you can't even look up how many boos have been given to your own level. So it's like a it's a hidden algorithm given um, to Nintendo, right. presumably to help them filter through things. But like, let's say you're like a norm, you're a normal person. You are not me. You don't want to play a level that's gonna like try and crack your fingers, and you're gonna spend three hours trying to figure out this one jump. Like that's what I want to do. I know that's not what most people want to do. If you play that level. You might go, I didn't like that. Boo. boo. Well, that level wasn't f- for you, right? right? So, like, it that is for me. That's a level I would like. Th- I might boo it, but, like, for a, d- a completely different reason, um, uh, <laughs> which is they, that I'm wait, mad at myself. What tag um, did they use in the first game for something like that?
1: Was that gimmick? Was that? Uh,
0: yeah, people would use, like, gimmick. Um, that sort of became a tell for... Uh, you know what people wanted which is like what people wish would happen in mario maker 2 and what i hope they do is just add something like tricky yeah. like they're not going to use the word kaizo right like no, i, yeah, I yeah. that's what i would actually want is just like here it or, is or hard like right. really hard right. like, I mean, right. like, they're like they don't have to be cute about it like and they are cute about it like what does standard mean like i don't know what standard well, like, says the, like, the what specific a stan- thing i'm
1: zeroing in on here is in mario maker 1 one of the tags was traditional and traditional just became standard and Foucault would say that in that process, you get the fuck what I'm saying, right? Is like standard means something almost different than traditional does, and it's like no, this is make a fucking Mario level, make make a standard Mario level, like dial it back, everybody. You know, left to right, you jump on Goomba's heads.
0: Maybe there's an airship, not a big deal. But here's the thing: if if they put standard. And, or if they put traditional and non-traditional, just the introduction of non-traditional would actually speak volume, like that would allow you to signal to the player, like non-traditional doesn't tell you very yeah. much in specifics, but it is a wide signal to be like, oh, I know to expect something that's different and weird and outside the, ba-. so like the existence of like traditional, I don't think helps you. What if the you just The existence of like non-traditional,
1: what if you just could put- Instead of just a tag, there was a there was a button you could hit that put a Bowser logo on your thing. Or like something that was like, this is <laughs> hard. Because there can be hard traditional Mario levels. Like, it, you know, Correct. there are. You play Super Mario uh, Brothers, you play Super Mario World, you play Mario 3. There are levels you're like, man, fuck this level. I hate this level. This level's yep. hard. Um, and and I would love to be able to be able to, to hit that tag on any of these things Like what if you make A music if, level Where if, it just like, fucking goes hard if, Like it wasn't
0: just that What if what if, what if it, it, You know They keep the, the tags Like pretty basic But what if there Was like a Bowser scale Like a one to five Yeah And it's like You could put yeah. and This is basically To like to, to to have the creator Give some sense Of the difficulty And like That gives you some sense Or even it was three Right like three And like And, and, and it's, what if it's, it's, What if like You were supposed to stay In the boundaries of three Like really it's one to three But hey If this one is, like, a fuck you up, like, you can put, like, a steamy fourth Bowser that's, like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, they're just, like, or there are, like, clever ways they could do – they could –
1: When you vote, when you vote yay or boo (laughs) or whatever the fuck it is, you also vote how difficult was this. And if enough people say three, it becomes a four. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, That way it's, like –
0: So there are are ways. (laughs) Like, those are – and there are way there are ways for them to acknowledge and support a community that they have an uneasy relationship with um without undermining them in in the process and i, I like look like we're not we are not game designers we' are not u i designers no. those are those seem like clever solutions that we came up with in the course of a couple of minutes <laughs> there are probably far better ones that the brilliant people at nintendo um could do like I love the Switch UI. There are brilliant UI people work like working at Nintendo, yeah. and so I just wish there would be some uh, some measure given. It just feels like the game that is pitched and the game that lives on are are different things, and Nintendo's never fully wrestled with that. I mean, I've had private conversations with people at Nintendo in which, like, sure, they're aware, like, like of <sighs> this disconnect, um, but the ability to go from being aware of it to See that implemented in the game is is a is a pretty far gap. So, yeah, um, yeah. it's well, uh, it's great. Uh, if it's not gonna, there's nothing about it that if you didn't like making levels or like playing levels of Mario Maker that like this is gonna be a whole lot different. But if you like me, uh, thought Mario Maker was brilliant and enjoyed what it served up, this is. This, this is more of that. And yeah, I did make a level um, because <laughs> ethics. Um, everyone knows that's what I'm about. Um, it did feel weird to write a piece and not touch the tools, even yeah. though that was a good... I thought a long time, like, how do I approach this review? And like I was like, the good first line is like, I did not make a level in Mario Maker 2. Um, but just, I don't know. It didn't quite sit well uh, enough with me. Um, and so I did make a stage. And it's it's a, a testament to this the tool set that in... 20 minutes I made um, something that people really don't like at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and as a compliment, I mean that as a compliment. In a good they, way. they, They don't, like the way the level is structured, um, I was making breakfast with my daughter. What popped into my head was like a pit of despair. It was like, just make a real basic. You've got land on the left, the goal on the right, and just nothing in the middle. And what do you put in that middle? And my one of my favorite new uh, tools they've added um, that isn't in the Mario games, this is new to Mario Maker 2, is uh, like this hook that you can kind of swing on. And so the thought I had in my mind after that was like, okay, I'll put in a bunch of hooks, and then how can I make getting across those hooks like really like annoying? And so from there, I like played with some enemies and I played with a couple of different objects. Um, what I settled on was putting like the little tube that shoots a flame up, um right underneath the hook and i put it underneath every single one of the hooks so that if you jump if the flame is going the there's no distance between mario and the flame so you can't just swing back and forth mm. like you will just swing through the flame um and so you need to get across like eight hooks and i did that and i kind of figured out some tricks on how to manage that and i was like that's this is too easy and um so then i added auto scroll so it pushes you along because just, fuck. if you could just if you could just manipulate the 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 hooks, then you could actually just get in a rhythm of uh, I needed to throw you off rhythm. And so the auto scroll, which is the slow auto scroll, uh, but it's still pretty fast, uh, pushes you. And then as I figured that out, I was like, okay, well, I still need something in the air, so that even if you've gotten the movement down of how to figure out how to get from hook to hook with the pattern of how the flames come up. I need to, again, the last piece of the puzzle would be then to to throw you off on that so that you still have to scramble. And so then I put in the one of the new additions, which is the sun from Super Mario Brothers 3, um, which uh, just, like, chases in, like, kind of a half-circle arc, which uh, in the level constantly goes in the exact field that you would want to jump in. Um, so the stage man. you can finish in about 25 seconds, but... Um, It took me like the better part of 90 minutes to finish, (laughs) to to complete and to (laughs) upload. So it took me 15 minutes to build it and took me 90 minutes to to upload it, which I think says um, uh, a lot about me, um, but also a lot about the tool set, which is that I was able to jump in and make something like pretty fun, if infuriating, uh, within uh, 15 minutes. Uh, minutes um, and like it feels it feels like a level you may not want to play it probably shouldn't play it but um, and actually you can't play it because it's going to get purged from the servers uh, in a couple oh, of days no. but I'm wait. Can I'm going to recreate it, it um, okay, in okay. Uh, like the version the way Nintendo distributed Mario Maker 2 is like they gave you an early access version that will like expire and then they're sending code for like the, the live version of the game so um, unfortunately all the levels that I mentioned in my piece Um, will disappear but i'm hopeful those creators will put them up again and so i'll update those level codes and i will actually now that i've seen people beat my level i'm probably have to add like an extra wrinkle to mine so jump comma man which i think is like it is both a hint and also i think clever because you know jump man that's what mario man was called no it's good it's good it's good uh that will reappear (laughs) on the mario maker (laughs) servers on uh friday morning a uh, alongside uh, some version of a return of uh, Mario Maker Mornings, which I am going to be going back to. I just haven't quite figured out. I, I, I don't know how that's going to work yet, but I, I will be streaming Mario Maker again to some degree. So stay tuned. I'm. <laughs> yep. That's how I feel. I'm i excited to see you die a lot in Mario
1: Maker too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but I don't, I feel like we're on the precipice of a terrible Patrick of a terrible level making Patrick. Oh no. Who the the terror is not the levels he makes. The terror is the cleverness that he he attributes to himself. <laughs> That's the thing. That's what's un un, un, un you know, uh, unsustainable. Um ugh. Rob, we talked on Monday about uh some games, uh including um the game Steel Division 2. I have to remember the name because it's a good name. I just have to remember it because I forgot it. I don't have an excuse. I was going to put it on the name yeah. because like, it's a bad name. Like No, Steel Division is a dope name. Uh, because you it's not like Conflict say... of Steel, which would be a bad name. Conflict of Steel, bad name. Steel Division, good name. I always think Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion, <laughs> great name. <laughs> steel Division 2, you've, you've put some more time into it. Yeah. What's the – you said yeah as if you'd made a,
6: a horrible discovery. No, it's – no, I guess it is a it's a really disappointing discovery. <laughs> um worse. which is that like the things that could have gone wrong did effectively go wrong here. Um what is good here fundamentally is if this were an expansion to Steel Division 1 with like Eastern Front units, this would be pretty cool. It feels like a uh authentically Eastern Front game and something that Eugen have always been pretty good at with their historical games is they try to get beyond just the really familiar stuff from World War II. So it's not just like tiger tanks and Shermans fighting it out everywhere or just like T-34 is like the thing they really pay attention to are units that were deployed in large numbers or entire armies that took part in the fighting but nobody ever seems to, like, think about or talk about. Uh, So, for instance, like, in Steel Division II, you have, like, a Hungarian division uh, available on the Axis side because Hungarians and Romanians were deployed in massive numbers on the Eastern Front. Like, everyone thinks it's just, you know, standard German units, but there were a lot of German allies who were sort of uh, brought along for this. And they have their own sort of profile and character. The other cool thing that I like about this game in general is that it is specifically set in 1944, which means that there are some really interesting like late-war units taking the field. But also, this is a time when both these armies are pretty banged up. And so this like mythology of... Dwindling numbers of really like elite German units clustered around, like you know, super tanks like the, the King Tiger or something against hordes of Soviets. Uh, isn't has never been accurate, but most games are happy to depict that because that's how a lot of people conceptualize the war. What's cool in Seal Division is it tries to get across this idea of there are some units that have sort of the top of the line with famous and iconic military equipment from uh, from their side. But actually by 1944, you've got a lot of units that are kind of cobbling together just whatever is lying around. There are units still deploying with tanks that are years out of date and trying to figure out how to make those work. Um, and all of that's kind of in steel division. And in multiplayer, it's pretty cool to like have a Soviet mechanized division that, well, historically, this Soviet division actually was basically running nothing but lend-lease equipment. And so they've got a bunch of, like, American trucks and tanks and, uh, you know, uh, half-tracks because they were, like, all of that stuff was just funneled into this division, so they had, like, consistency of unit type, but nobody, like, most other Soviet divisions didn't lean on, like, Sherman tanks, for instance. Mm-hmm. That stuff is cool. Um where it really, really drops the ball is um the campaign sucks. Is this really it, it was this cool idea of having like a dynamic campaign where you would sort of be controlling these battles in nineteen forty-four from a macro level. So I'm gonna push this Soviet armored division uh you know up against this really depleted German infantry division, I'm going to blast through their line, and then I'm going to rush behind and take a bunch of territory with my tanks. And then you play a battle where you play the RTS version of that battle with your tanks against, like, a second- or third-rate German infantry unit. That is a cool idea, but it's kind of fascinating how they botch it. And it's a good example of, like, your game, like, what's the analogy here? They try to create realistic units. Like, if you say, oh, I'm bringing up a support company, a mm-hmm. support fire company into this battle, uh, that means for this battle, you're going to have, like, a lot of artillery uh, available for this battle. But... Where this gets really screwed up is that you end up with really wonky, like in the details, you end up with like roughly correct force structures where, okay, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that a Soviet artillery regiment would have in this war. The problem is you don't, those don't, those aren't supposed to exist separately from all the other stuff that like the Red Army would have in 1944, but in these battles they do, and so you end up with like really weird battles where uh, you're assaulting like a fixed German position, and the battle opens, and you've got nothing but like Soviet infantry. But no artillery. Mm. But you're supposed to, like, storm fortifications. And literally, the way this game works, even just the way it is designed, you need weapons to suppress enemy, you know, enemy positions, uh, cut off their line of sight with smoke bombardment. And so it's this weird, like, attempt. It's, it's as if you thought you could create a realistic World War II game by looking at what individual units had <laughs> And then say, like, oh, well, this roughly lines up to what those those units would have had on the battlefield. And it's like, yeah, but they didn't exist discreetly. They existed right, right, right. They were on the battlefield with everything else. Right, right.
1: And made do and did and took actions. Is this a situation where, like, you have a unit that can do – that can effectively only do the thing it's supposed to do? Whereas in real life, sometimes people picked up a gun and were like, all right, I we have to do – we have to make this action now. We're going to make this action now. And it is yeah. it does not always come down to like pre designated roles
6: right, or you just wouldn't have infantry being deployed without artillery support right. it just wouldn't it, happen, it happen because without. the artillery is always there, and if it's not available, then that means there wouldn't be an attack um the way i would the analogy I would make is like it's like a breaking madden approach to designing a war game in that you end up with okay, well, in this. You know, here's the difference between my sport, my sports game, and everyone else's. In my sports game, in my in my football game, you can end up with a team of nothing but tight ends, and it's like great. That is a shitty football game, and it's right. like interesting for a right. second, but yeah. then you realize like just none of it works. That's the a entire thought structure of the game, right? like falls apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. And so this campaign throws up battle after battle like this, and these campaigns are long. And so, like it's a bad sign when fundamentally you got a tactical system that I'm just hitting auto resolve on just right and left because the battles are just so awkward to play and they're just they're just not much fun so it's um I don't know it just it it clearly feels just like a game that uh you know bit off way more than it could chew, and then probably the fact that. So many of the people who worked on it were alienated, demoralized, and either striking or fired from the team. None of that could have helped, right like there's there are some big tasks that steel division sets for itself, and the only one it really effectively manages to bring across is the part where it's basically just an expansion pack to the game they released like two years ago. Everything else they tried to do that was new, every like big new idea they had, kind of just crashes on takeoff here. And uh, so it's been, you know, it's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer to be trying to play a game that you keep feeling your interests skitter off of. And it's just like you're trying to just see what's happening there. uh, But none of it is enjoyable. It's a bummer on that level. Uh, But at the same time, given the run up to this thing's release and everything we heard about it as it was being developed, it's not really a surprise. It was always going to be tough to see how you pulled this off. And then, you know, the development going the way it did. uh, You know, the final result is a really compromised game that only managed to reproduce what was good about the earlier edition,
1: which is a bummer. Well, I'm sorry, Rob. Yeah. I'm sorry that you had this and their billions back-to-back with disappointing <laughs> campaigns. <laughs> but that is the cost of Three Kingdoms being so good. <laughs> is yeah. You, you yeah. One. The strategy gods take and they give. I mean, honestly,
4: how much time do you really have anyways,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anything else going on this week? Any of you playing anything else? Anyone else have any, any kata? What have you been up to? I you played, were a wizard.
4: I was a wizard. I was a wizard, Harry two um, <laughs> i don't know who that is i don't know her uh i played the new neantic game uh wizards can Un- wizards Un- unite unite i, can't I know say this united is a story about it yeah today. Um, um which was surprisingly from the jump a lot more interesting than Pokemon go was which is really? wild because i like Pokemon more than uh wizards wizards so okay wait okay
1: so you have a phone yeah! Boom! Got Boom. it in my hand. I open this app. What do I see? I'm looking at.
4: You see? I'm a, looking in this room. What do see a I see? Map of okay. of your Williamsburg. Area. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay. You see the For streets.
1: Me, not just generally. This isn't a game that takes place in. Williams- no, 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 no.
4: Wherever you are, you uh-huh. see where you are in the world. There's a little yeah. uh, wizard avatar. Yeah, and uh,
0: there's um, a woman. The map looks pretty like... similar to like the map from Pokemon Go, right? Oh, it's like, the same. Like aesthetically, yeah.
4: Oh uh, aesthetically is like a little they, they they did some changes to it but like they use the same map But like you map could, if you if you put them all side the... by
0: side to be like oh yeah this came from the same studio Wait so yeah, yeah. doesn't look like the marauders map?
4: No 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 it's um <laughs> <Fuck> it, that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh maybe a little too sepia
0: over everything. It's
4: you know uh but all of what they do use is all the location data. So like this, all this looks like Pokemon Poga, Go. All the Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. It's the same people. It's has no, got I a different skin. Map,
1: Patrick is right. This does. This yeah. has the same color palette as Pokemon Go. Right. Yeah. Green
4: for in between. It's, yeah. it's slightly different colors because it's like a much brighter green in Pokemon Go. Okay. I know. This no, you're right. I play both these right. games a lot. Yeah. OK. But I'm, I'm just, just saying I'm just saying same. like
0: if you didn't tell me like if you cause I haven't played Pokemon Go in yeah. three years or whatever like. Oh, this is what Pokemon Go looks like. Okay, yeah, I get, it makes <laughs> sense. It would be different now.
4: Yeah, um, but basically, all the um, Pokestops have been changed to little houses and stuff. It's the same stuff. the same places. Same places. Yeah. Well, they did this. Here's the thing: all the Pokemon Go places were from uh, Ingress. Okay. Like they used all the data so from I Ingress. Had three phones. Yeah, you could, could do. Going, you could be I playing be... all three of these games at the same time at the same locations. <laughs> I mean they do different things in yeah. in these what do they now? do okay so here so
1: okay again let's I want you to walk me through being a wizard yeah I am a wizard I'm here
4: you you go you get a little cutscene uh-huh. uh explaining that uh someone has uh cast a spell that has is putting the wizard, the wizarding world in danger of being found out by muggles. Basically, there's this like Fucking open the door,
1: homie. No, you know right. let they're the they, muggles they, know.
4: But they have this the uh, fucking SOS, what's it called? Uh, statute of secrecy, where like they're supposed to hide that yeah, yeah, yeah. they exist. It's a masquerade,
1: I got it. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> and someone cast a thing that like spit out a bunch of magical things out into the muggle world, and um it's up to you to go and collect them. It's 2019. If it's out there, it's out. It's too late. No, you. It's magic. You it's have still a phone. <laughs> You play this game with a phone. Uh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> there you see other people in the background.
6: You're using yes. muggle phone fo-
0: phones to play this game.
4: Yeah. Right. Okay.
6: So, but the thing is, you're forgetting about the Confundus spell.
0: Okay. <laughs>
4: Thank you, Rob. The magic works. Yeah, I'm forgetting about it.
0: that's, <laughs> when, that's the right verse. when we when we were at um. When I was in L.A. last week, we went to Universal Studios, of which there's not a whole lot for my daughter to do, being both under three and extremely tiny. (laughs) But we walked to the Harry Potter thing mostly for me. And then we were looking for other things that we could, like, do with her. And one of them was, like, the Waterworld show, which is Uh dope, and I highly recommend people go to it. Wait, like like the Kevin Costner? Yeah, one, Waterworld is, like... I like that movie, all right? Okay. Wait. It's fine. Like,
4: <laughs> Waterworld,
0: the it's show. goofy as hell. Like, it's <laughs> such a weird movie. Um, like, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying it's like, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they built a good attraction around it. Oh, and that, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can take photos next to the Waterworld's uh, props, it's great. Um, and anyway, but like, it's got a lot of explosions. Um, my daughter chose to have us sit in the splash zone uh-huh. even though I told her, do you want to get hit by water? She's like, yes. And then as soon as the water started going, she was like, no. Um, <laughs> but we were stuck because there were no, nowhere else to sit unless we left. And we we're trying to find out some way, you know, if she was really upset, I'm not going to be the parent that sits there with a screaming child. Like, I'll go and take her out. That's that's life. But we were trying to find, like, usually even, like, ways to, like, boost her confidence. Um, like, give her some, some feeling of autonomy. And my wife... Brilliantly, um, we were playing this game in the Harry Potter th- uh, area where it's like, uh, we didn't want to buy her the wand because she hasn't, it's like 200 bucks. Like they have a special wand in the 200? Harry Potter section where, well dude, hold on. Uh, because yes, you're right. I know the special um, wand.
4: I've been, I've been to the one in Florida.
0: Right. Well, I just want to
4: explain for the people. And my sister that, got um,
0: one of them, but I think there's a I cheap, think there's a cheap version. Version. I think there are, there are layers, but like, okay. you know, it's like, <laughs> it's at least a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is a but high you want, quality. like the likes core well, it's, well, drag, yeah, so they, I don't sorry, know how exactly the various like can, scales of it work, but there are ones you can get up to like go up to like you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But what you can do with it is there are different marks around the Harry Potter, uh, ex, uh, you know, world that you're walking around that respond to the wand. So like, there's an area where like fire comes out of a house, and you have to stand there with the wand, and you know it'll cause the fire to come out. Like it's in terms of like a gimmick for a theme park, it's neat. But we didn't want to buy it for her because it's like look. I would happily buy that for her if she was a Harry Potter stan and she wanted to be right. Hermione yeah, or Harry or whatever, but she's not that yet, and so I'm not paying that fucking money for that <laughs> yeah. wand. But she kept seeing kids with wands, and I was like, you have a, you know, we we said you have a wand. It's in your hand. And so you just have to go leviosa, and just stuff will happen, Jessica. And so we're in the, <laughs> the water world thing, and she's getting scared. She's like, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. And I was like, but Jessica, uh, my wife, I want to make sure full credit, is like, uh, Jessica, you can help them. Like they need your help. So you just need to shout Leviosa and like that's gonna help them oh, like wow. escape. And she's like, oh, <laughs> okay. So now now cut to um, this full 30-minute show where every time like there's an explosion, my daughter's going,
4: Leviosa! What Leviosa I and I love it was oh world.
0: God. extremely cute, very funny. Um and it Is got this us Harry through Potter? the show. I love because- this. <laughs> It's so good. Anyway, sorry. I just, that came to mind. That sounds better than this app. It was just such a good story. All right.
1: So I've downloaded it. on my phone. Yeah. Cuddle might love it. What? This (laughs) one? No. Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay. So I
1: have it. It says there's a problem. The muggles are going to find out that there's a secret class of people who are genetically superior and have access to magic. Ah! Yeah. And also, <laughs> who will keep all that magic away from them, yeah. et cetera. You have to make sure the news doesn't get out. You're also a, a wizard at this yes. point. Yes.
4: Yes. You've secretly mm-hmm. been one this whole time? Yeah. This isn't like this is not like you you you're obviously a wizard already. Okay, this obviously. is not like oh you have magic powers. No, no, no. Okay, um, but it's basically like all hands on deck. Every wizard, like Even we're those deputy, of you, we're deputizing right, everyone. I you're got you. you're uh, all cops now. Yeah, that always goes yep. well. <laughs> uh, um, um, and so you're the going the special around. battalion must take to the streets.
0: <laughs>
4: you're going around. Wait, wait,
1: it says here you choose a profession. Did you That's that later. Yet? Oh. Yeah, yeah. okay
4: yeah. so you're going around you're going around uh finding I leave these the items. office presumably yeah, yeah
1: I decide I'm gonna go to the nearest whatever spot
4: well you don't even to go to the spot right oh, this okay. is like Pokemon like as you walk around things will start to appear yeah that are the thing the they call them foundables that yeah uh, uh that are often um the that are often uh being put there by a confoundable spell okay Uh, Is that a real thing? None of it. What? What do you mean? Is that a real thing? Is this a a
1: new addition? (laughs) This is yes, yes, yes. This is new. So someone has said confoundable. Yeah, there's
4: actually a a bit. So this has this. The thing that this game has a lot of over Pokemon Go is dialogue, text, and characters. Okay. Like what are you saying about Blitz? What you saying Blitz ain't a character? That's his name,
1: right? Blitz the yellow. The yellow. Yeah. Okay. I mean he's there.
4: So. But he's barely there. Yeah. Also, the uh, the professor is more around nowadays. Okay. But still, no dialogue. That's it.
1: So, so okay, so who is so, talking?
4: Um, uh, Penelope. I forget her last name. She's a minute ministry person, and also coming through every once in a while is um, Harry, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see, and this is this all takes place after the stage play I believe which is like 10 years after Oh, so right.
0: after a cursed child still haven't seen
4: that yeah it's like it's like they're in their jobs
0: that thing's like seven it's like seven hours six hours yeah like three that play was three. Three.
6: unreadable <laughs> by the way
0: well I've heard the script is bad and that like yeah, you mostly go script. there for like the stagecraft and the story right. <laughs> garbage <laughs> great um still want to see it though give me that trash <laughs> right
4: and Basically, if you if you've played Pokemon Go, like you go around, you see a Pokemon appear, you tap on them, and you do the little catching mini game. If you're playing Mad, the the Wizards Unite, you go around, you see the magic thing, you tap on it, you do a little mini game, and you ca- capture or return the thing to where it's supposed to go, it which is, is back
1: into the world of how, England. Right, yeah, is where it, is where it goes.
4: <laughs> yes. Right? Okay. So, what are the things you're seeing? What are the um, what are the foundables? There anything from people? to items, like magical items, to, like... Do you ever find the same person twice? Yes. A lot, actually. What?
1: <laughs> What's going on in their lives? that <laughs> <laughs> they're... Keep getting teleported to that Brooklyn. That
6: Fletcher, such I, a mess. This is
1: where the this is where it starts to kind of break apart for me. It's Pokemon, like I doesn't. If I see two Pikachu's, I'm
4: they're not. They're like, not the same Pikachu.
1: That's a different Pikachu, right? In fact, well, some
4: statistically, they're different Pikachu. That's the weird thing. Is like at first, some of them are like, "Oh, that's Ravenclaw students." Like, okay, another yeah, Ravenclaw okay. student, even though that's the same polygon, mo- same models. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, okay, but then you're like, "Oh, that's um, fucking what's his face, uh, Mad Eye Moody." Is there, That's just one person. That's one. That's a guy we know. Why is he <laughs>
1: outside my pizza shop? Yeah, right.
4: Being like Why attacked by a dark health? wizard. Why don't you wait? Oh. How do you get rid of the dark wizard? You cast spells. So okay. in this so what game, what kind of spells do you have? Um, uh, you basically it's um, how do I describe this? So there's a bar at the top. Yeah. That is segmented, um, and there's a little arrow that starts all the way to the right side. As soon as you start casting a spell, which you cast them by tracing a shape that's that they give you for specific spells. Okay. Um, that the the arrow starts moving down towards the left. And each segment is a different like level of the strength yeah. of the spell. Okay. So the faster you do the spell, like the less that arrow moves down down the bar, basically, the better the spell is. But also it takes into account how accurate you are. Okay. So it like moves down. You finish the spell, and if you do it really well, you gain some of that back. So there's this like you have to do it fast, quickly, but also as accurately as possible to get the best possible sure uh, spell power. Are the spells
1: like? Do they do things, or is this just make these six sigils on your phone quick?
4: It's I'm not one choosing sigil. what spell. No, to do not or not for this. Okay, or not even later you don't choose the spell but it, they do do different things in a different part of the game
1: am I am I better at certain spells than others am I leveling up yes am I, okay. you have
4: levels and like the confoundable themse- itself has like a, a, a difficulty level okay so as,
1: some stuff too confoundable for me yeah
4: like they'll it'll resist your magic and you like can try like Evangelion again. Right. Yeah. This is basically if you played ET Pokemon field. Go, this is like difficult catching difficulties and like the little circle that shrinks. Yeah. And if that circle is red, like you're not gonna be able to catch it. Same thing here. If the bar is red, you're probably not gonna catch this thing. There is a small chance still, but um yeah. So that's like the 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 kind of base game. Okay. And then uh, there's the equivalent of gym battles.
1: Are those duels? Lizard yeah, they're duels?
4: they're like they're they're these fights where this part isn't as well explained narratively, but like the these um they're called wizarding challenges, and this is where the game's actually hmm. pretty interesting. This is where you choose a profession. They're okay. basically three different classes. Yeah, one of them is like excuse me a buff based class. One of them is uh you know DPS, and one of them is um. I think they have heal like a healer basically. Um and so the idea is that you go into these um basically just wave base not wave but like you get multiple enemies in a row and you get like really good rewards at the end, uh depending on what level of uh of like challenge you take on and how many uh waves you get through. But um in those you're attacking and defending and um you're, you can also cast, like, support spells and stuff like that. So that's actually a little more interesting. Like, you can do that with friends. You can have someone, you know, you have your different like classes. Buff or debuff the enemies, and buff you and each, your each of those professions has its own skill tree Okay, that you can work in, and, like, you can pick different types of skills and stuff. I'm, like,
1: looking at this stuff, I'm looking at footage, and, like, it feels like this just does not map as cleanly as Pokemon Go did.
4: It doesn't, but in a way, it also feels... It feels from the jump more interesting because it, it has more to do. Mm. Like and the the catching mechanic um in this one I think feels a little like you have a little bit more like when you threw a ball in Pokemon Go, you would eventually kinda get good at judging distance in yeah, that game. Totally. But that was always so difficult. Where like this, like casting a spell in this feels like something that you can get better at like in a way that you couldn't get better at throwing balls necessarily because it's just, like, about distances that Mm -hmm. aren't real, you know? Like, how fast are you flicking that? It's, like, I don't know. It feels more immediately, like, understandable. And, um, like, there's more things to do than, like, you're catching the confoundables. You're also leveling up your skill tree to get better spells and more different spells that you take into these, like, challenges. That All right. you know have a little like the the battling is more interesting than the Pokemon Go like tap the screen as fast as you can situation yeah like, yeah um it
1: it has not taken off anywhere near right. what Pokemon Go did
0: right is do we think that's just because well, that's just Harry Potter as a franchise right, it's like right. In that's a the question. weird spot right now yeah. so I definitely think like, that that's if if you look at the you know, like the last uh, Fantastic Beast film, Crimes of Grindelwald, Crimes which of even Grimble I didn't see. Bush. As Crime someone that like, <laughs> uh, like adores like Harry Potter, like got my promise it, J- uh-huh. huh? yeah, it was bad, uh huh. The yeah, well, on, like, it's got it's got Johnny level. Depp. Well, it, it, it cast Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp well after they knew the allegations against him, yeah. um, yeah. and then decided not decided to make him a core core character for it sounds like the next three films or whatever uh-huh. is in this yeah. And also, like uh, as much as uh, she's
1: willing to be like, Dumbledore is gay, also not really going to put it in the movie, no. really, just yeah, kind of have I, it out have... in the, and also maybe J.K. Yeah. Rowling Follow Less Turfs, for instance, mm-hmm. would be a good, yeah. or, or you know what, just, just come out and say it, and so we know to fucking move on with She our has, lives.
6: she has said it.
1: Okay, yeah. really, I didn't know this. Read the... Like, okay, so... (laughs) Rob, I've hit a nerve. Okay. You know Uh more. uh, You follow J.K. Rowling much, much more closely than me.
6: (laughs) No, and this is the crucial thing. I follow Uh Robert Robert Galbraith a little bit. Mm. And that's the thing. That's her pen name for this mystery series she writes. Okay. Right, the Cormoran Strike novels. Uh, I don't know. I might write about this, but here's the deal. Okay. In the second book, it is basically like J.K. Rowling... Just working out every nasty grudge and like vicious thoughts she's had working in publishing and as a writer. Like the second book she wrote in this mystery series, uh, "The Silkworm," is basically what if a shitty pretentious literary type got brutally and excruciatingly (coughs) killed, and then it was a bunch of like venal shitty publishing types and uptight literary critics. And greedy little agents. Uh, what if they're all implicated in the crime? We had to solve this, and then in the middle of that entire story, which like is only a story that like a writer tells. Like you don't like. There's not that many people who are like, damn, I really want to learn about the cutthroat world of publishing. Like when that crops up in a mystery, it's like it's because a writer wants to like unload on some targets. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like it's like the Hollywood movie about Hollywood. It's always like working out some grudges. And so like it's pretty transparent in that book that there's some of like Rowling's contempt for. Uh, literary fiction and the entire industry around that, but also in that book, there is a trans character that is just given the most like horrific treatment. Mm. Um, like to the point, I'm not going to describe it because it is upsetting. Um, but like right there in black and white, in the like in the narrative voice, just in the like through the characters, we are taught to sort of like roughly rely on as good narrators and compassionate people even through their perspective, there is a massively transphobic worldview sort of betrayed in the story. Um, and it's just like they're in black and white. And the weird thing is it's like, there's this Kremlinology being played of like, mm, does does JK is JK Rowling like a little bit transphobic. And it's like, man, it's just openly in her writing, right. but it's just not as part, not as JK Rowling. But it's something she made a pretty pointed part of this mystery sh- series she's running, and the other weird thing is not many people have written about this. Like I've read multiple reviews of because when I was deciding whether I wanted to get into this series, um, this is the I was looking for when you say this the Cormorant Strike, Strike stuff. Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking at reviews. In general, these things get really positive reviews. I was gonna say, like yeah. as someone
0: who's read them, they've been like like well regarded as again as someone that knows nothing about them, but I was like, Oh, like, you know, away from Harry Potter, like she has
6: some chops. Yeah, and the thing is, like, she does have some chops. She's she's a decent stylist in places, but also when it comes to handling uh like marginalized characters or characters with complicated like uh you know who with with complicated self definitions of race, gender, ethnicity, what is consistently betrayed in her authorial voice is someone who like is liberal. Mm-hmm. but also probably like concealing a lot of latent biases and sort of bigoted beliefs that come through pretty loudly in the Cormoran strike novels. And it almost makes you nostalgic for like, damn, it's actually a good, it's actually probably for the best that she erased a lot of these identities yeah. in the Harry Potter books because like yep. it is, I assure you, it is better than the alternative uh, that she's put out in these strike novels, which is, yeah, which is,
1: I, I looked at the thing you were just talking <laughs> about. It's really fucking bad. So like, phew, That, yeah. that is if not surprising
6: up, to me. There is uh, a, the only person I saw really tackle this was um, from a vice contributor, Cattle Burns, Burns uh, over on them. Uh, dot us is J.K. Rowling transphobic, uh, trans woman investigates, and it deals with um, the particular story that Mm -hmm. I cited here. The thing I would say is that even this is soft-pedaling a little bit. Like, if you take this one passage that this piece does out of context, it's bad. If you look at the entire arc of that novel, like, your skin just crawls off your body and, like, crawls under the door and leaves forever, never to be seen again.
1: Love to love to to find out that I mean again this is not that surprising given the types of people that she has associated with and like also given that like looking back even at the Harry Potter series I know a lot of folks who grew up with it and love it and still and still have fondness for it are like mm, yeah okay there are some there are some markers here of a particular worldview of a particular moment of a particular sort of liberalism right so. Uh, one of those things Pokemon Go does not need to deal with is a single author whose uh, current political you know, leanings can, can kind of tarnish that fan base um, or tarnish the product for the fan base.
0: And, and even that, like uh, a lot of that is operating on uh, a cultural level that is separate from like its popularity. Like the, yeah. the discourse of J.K. Rowling has little to do with like the box office success of the stuff she's doing. And the Harry Potter franchise is just in a weird – it's place. it's not very popular. It's on its way out.
6: Um I see. So yeah, I actually do wonder about that though, because I think some of these missteps are why she's failed to age the franchise with her fan base. Like, you're, I, so I, what you're I, yeah, is Like, like, those, like these uh, movies
0: these movies are not particularly good for lots of reasons that have like nothing to do. I mean, sure. No, they're maybe, that, maybe maybe you can't <laughs> untwine like uh, you, right, you, you, you right, can't right. untwine
6: those two, but uh right, Rob, but you're saying you're they're like, think like, that they're bad bad. their
1: badness is a symptom of the co- of that same cause.
6: Right. I think the badness is a symptom of the cause, but I also think 10 years ago, yes, like 10, 15 years ago now, probably at this point, you had sort of the peak of like Potter mania. And I think it's always tricky. How do you have a massive kids franchise jump generations? That's tough, right? Mm -hmm. Like every generation kind of has their thing they were really into and that dies off. Star Wars is probably the biggest one that is an exception. Uh, But even that was sort of bolstered by. Uh, remastered editions and then a new trilogy that came out that sort of explained the original trilogy there's there was a very concerted effort to get that thing to jump generations I think one of the like certainly I see this among our circle I know that we are in a bit of a bubble maybe more than a bit of a bubble but (laughs) I know a lot of people who love Harry Potter or loved it growing up loved it when they were younger but because of all this, it's hard now to enjoy it. On It's hard to go back and enjoy it innocently now. And it's also harder than to like celebrate its return or its uh, ongoing evolution. Like you have people now who have complicated kind of icky feelings about Harry Potter and its creator. And there's, I think, enough of that in the wind that if you combine that with uh, the missteps that with just like plotting and casting that are sort of marred this this new rollout of harry potter movies i think that is contributing to the fact that there's not a lot of organic enthusiasm left for this anymore Yeah, i think think like i think like the through line you can make like especially about those books you were talking about is that look there was a there was a world where
0: harry potter didn't skip generations and just like it stays largely a kid's franchise and like has some dark elements to it but like it removes the deeper identity stuff because she is clearly not adept at handling it and it's just going to succeed on um, the whimsy and stylization that she is ex- exceedingly good at. Um, um, and what makes those books often such a delight to read. But the fantastic beast franchise is like closer to these mystery novels than it is to Harry Potter, even though it's in mm-hmm. the same universe. It, Cause it's an attempt to take Harry Potter and follow people as they get older as opposed to, um, just staying within like it's like the bubble of like a like largely a kid's uh franchise and so as a result like it like tries to tackle darker material and like larger identity themes and like isn't good at it um and like that's not shocking given the mystery novel is also like revealing it how how bad she's at it and so it's like you lost you lost the kids and then on the way to like trying to like Ride the wave as people got older, but still like at a or the Harry Potter universe lost them because they expect more of you now and aren't willing to just overlook certain things because, I mean, the wizarding world was like pretty cool. Um, and
6: yeah, so she kind of like lost both sides as 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 a part of it. So lost being relative. It's still like a mess. franchise. Yeah, still it's enormous, still, yeah, it's still enormous money. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do think it's no it's not it's, it's cultural, cultural cachet cultural is like. It's yeah, it's like maybe a top twenty
0: franchise as opposed to you know a juggernaut.
1: In seventy years, we'll all be playing The Sinking City Two, a work that will have rehabilitated uh, the 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 world, uh, the fantastic world of J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Can't wait.
4: You to are you gonna keep playing a... this, Mikado? Uh eh, I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> the first yeah. week was like, mm-hmm. all right, I got all everything I probably can out of this, unless I like I hit the like. Now you're just in grinding for a while now. Like now, now that you've learned all the new things, like there isn't anything new. It's just like make the numbers go up, and uh, you know, I'll I'll walk around and maybe every once in a while open it if I'm taking a walk. But
6: you can only fish. It it seems like they like trash. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's it it seems like uh, like the 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 misstep on uh, Niantic's part was. Like, not, maybe not quite understanding how much of Pokemon Go's success was tied to like its phenomenon status and less yeah. to its mechanic. Like, cause this like tries to like up the mechanics in a way that's like, oh, okay, like we'll just make it more mechanically interesting. Um, but like similar, <laughs> similar to JK Rowling, turns out Niantic not that great at like making it more complex. Um, there was like a maybe a, uh, a, a, the simplicity was part of the success and also Pokemon enjoyed a certain all ages phenomenon status. Um, and once they stepped out of that, and I just wonder. Like, I don't even know what theme they could have put on it that would have allowed them. Like, what other franchise could they have looked at to say, oh, like, you know, this is what would fit what we already built? Like, I don't, you know, I Do you don't know where else they would have gone.
6: Of just the entire construction of a geolocation game means that as you start adding complexity or like opposing goals to something, you begin drawing. You begin drawing attention to maybe how unsettling the entire game itself is. Like I'm thinking about Elizabeth Ballou's uh, piece on Ingress that Mm -hmm. she wrote for us. Like that is a game that was constructed around kind of involved teamwork objectives and uh, sort of, you know, very standard MMO faction warfare type of types of stuff. And what she describes is, yeah, you have the usual things where people get too far into it and uh, you know sort of lose themselves in the game a little bit, and that's the main focus of the piece. But also, you've got things like you know it became a thing to do where you'd identify opposing players, and then uh, you and your faction would sort of camp all the locations near their house, right? And it was just kind of it was a dis move in the context of Ingress, but also there's no way to like make that move not also a little bit threatening and creepy right yeah, like right. so i think they've kind of boxed themselves into this well they've, they've this construction moved,
4: they've moved away from that with each game right like the way yeah. that gyms worked in pokemon go uh made it so that that was happening less but then all because you wanted your gym to eventually fall cuz there was a cap on how much uh money you can make out of it. And in this game there aren't factions at all. Everyone's
1: You don't join a you, yeah. house? No, well you or? have your house. That's okay. just
4: part of your profile though. Huh. You're you're out of school, right? right? It's just like you're you know, you're flying your old album on gotcha. the, covers, the but, sorting uh,
6: hat needs access to all your personal data <laughs> and your emails.
1: Um Oh no it's Slytherin. <laughs> uh so yeah is the I guess that's so there's no competitive level of this at all it's just
4: not unless there's something that i haven't hit yet right but no like you're just everyone's doing the same thing together Uh, they added more cooperative with like what i was saying like the three different classes for those wizarding challenges but there isn't anything like right now i'm planting my flag for a team anywhere or anything like that at all
1: that seems like it is going to make that i mean I like Rob. Think that the competitive angle of of Ingress and Pokemon Go can be very intimidating and very mm-hmm. like can can transform the world in real ways. Like you go back, you read that Ingress article that yeah. Rob just mentioned, Blue's article, and it is like, you know, people staring each other down at, at subway stations, yep. and a sort of like the way that it it addresses territorialization and stuff is 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 a lot. And so moving away from that is like, all right, cool. But at this point, I'm curious if if there's enough to keep a community these these specific communities, which have grown to like that sort of play, yeah. engaged, or, For, or if there's going to be other types of events. Or like, well, yeah,
4: there... what it what it feels like here is that there's actually a narrative. Like each time after a certain amount of like founder bills that you get, you're like trying to figure out the mystery of who did this spell that released all these things and why. Mm. And so you get like little story bits of Harry and your like handler Penelope talking through, like figuring out new parts of the mystery. And like, there's a tab for like events. They will hold events. Niantic always does that. right, Um, But it definitely feels like the, 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 the point is that there is more story to be gotten later. Right. But it, I don't know, it's not super interesting. Like someone who's maybe super invested in the mythos of this world is gonna be like, I wanna know what happens. But right. that's not me. I like enjoyed those books a lot as a kid, but like definitely have not. Oh yeah, I've kid. seen like that's
0: that's why I enjoyed Universal Studios. was like yeah. it was a chance to like go down nostalgia lane and it was yeah. like extreme, like I was like those, sort of struck those... by how emotional I felt about like walking up and
6: down what, what, what is like the one in that, in that area?
0: area? Um or I don't Universal uh,
6: studios one, right?
0: Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's like largely similar to the. Florida is it, one? Well, um,
6: there's two in. You go in up in the Florida. valley by Burbank, right?
0: Oh, there's. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, you're going through. You know, there's. Is the, it Hogsmead
4: uh, like the 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 the? Uh, <laughs> is it like snowy? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's Hogsmead. Okay, they they did Diagon Alley as well in Florida. Which is like a bigger area. Oh yeah, they don't have
0: Diagon Alley. It's it's this is. Just, I mean, they have like elements of Diagon Alley. Like you know, there's a there's a you know a shop where you can get a um, you know they're going to sell you that wand, like wand that. wherever. Yeah, yeah I the right. there's the there's the Hogsmeade. Uh, All of Anders here. All uh, uh Anders <laughs> franchise. <they're>, uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. One of the my my uh, wife is waiting in line. We got there as soon as it opened. Uh, like, let's do the one thing because yeah. the lines are just going to get so long, so fast. Mm-hmm. So it was only 30 minutes when it opened. So my wife went in line. I was like, I'll walk around with Jessica. So we, I was, you know, I was like, hey, Jessica, you can get one piece of candy from the shop. I talked her down from the, uh, sucker or the lollipop that was like as big as my head. Yeah. Into the one that was just as big as her head. <laughs> um, and, uh. I don't know where I went right with the story. I had I had a conclusion. How do you
6: convince a child not to get the giant lolly? That's that's my question. Like um like I
0: a, believe I told her it was too heavy, uh, that she would have to, she, she would fall and it would wow. break and she's like, "Oh, I don't want it to break." And I was like, "Yeah, you don't want." Oh, it you to never break. let her get hands on the lollipop. <laughs> no, it's oh, it's too okay. heavy. Uh, I think I think I did this thing like I sat down and tried to lift it up and I was like, "Oh, it's too heavy. I can't get it." So, okay, we'll get the smaller one oh no okay yeah okay the collusion of the story the reason i brought it up was um it's like everyone you know you've got varying degrees of people in character at yeah. these things and like at disney they're super strict not nearly as strict at the harry potter uh secondly <laughs> to the the hollywood universal studios um we like or they're just phoning it in or like the i go up to pay um and i i you know had cash out um uh, and I so I give him like the five or whatever, and the guy goes, "Oh, this d- dollar's talking to me." And I'm like, "Excuse me, like, <laughs> dude, like, you see my fucking daughter here? Like, she just wants th- he's like, did you see this dollar talk? No, okay, no, I didn't, no, no. And no. he didn't even sell it. Like, he's right. like, like, "Ooh, like, oh, the, the the dollar's getting away from me." He's like, "No, I." Was like, Hey, dude! You see, like this dollar? Talk to me. Like, no, no, now I'm I gotta praying.
6: go. Like, I didn't realize there's like a Sven component to <laughs> yeah. the like Hollywood Universal Studios Harry Potter <laughs> experience. Well, or like at a, di- a different
0: time, um, waiting to go get uh. You know, I'm i I'm a sucker for uh, gimmick uh, drinks, and so I was waiting in line for you know whatever <laughs> Harry Potter butterbeer
6: IPA that I could get, and <laughs> oh um, I'm you know, waiting in line for that. Um, and do you have a high gravity butter beer? Just just ask, dude. The bu- one the, the but-
0: butter beer does not have alcohol. No, um, boo, and it's disgusting. It's what? just like butter. It's just a no, gross. It's, it's
4: fucking great. <laughs>
0: Okay. Mm. I love, well, I mean, I All love, right, love counter, butterscotch, well, so
4: that's just the me thing, I guess.
0: The, yeah, I'm not big on butterscotch. So, yeah, you're, it's like your your ability to enjoy butter beer is one, it's not even a gimmick drink with alcohol. It is a fully, like yeah. your ability to enjoy butterscotch. Um, some poor dad I saw had clearly, you know, just spent $12 on it. His daughter took one sip and was like, Thit? no, <laughs> thank you. And he's just like, take another sip, take another sip, take, oh take another sip. God. Um but so I'm in line to get the, the 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 beer, and some lady came over and was like complaining about her shift that she tried to like like mix up and like change with someone, and it didn't work out. And she was just like loudly complaining about it. Eventually, kind of storms off, and the two bartenders who are supposed to be you know in, hello like that. There's like a you know a talking boar behind them, yeah. uh, like animatronic thing, and they're just like. They both cheers. They're like, oh, we don't have to work with her today. She sucks. And I'm like, what is going <laughs> on here? I mean, oh, I love man. it. I love the fact that they're dropping the facade. But I was like, man, the, the, the quality control at Universal uh, Studios is, is not, not quite the same. <laughs> it's
1: tough. You know, it's tough out there. You're trying to just. It's a hard job. Your it day. seems like
6: a, to
0: be, you know, but it's said- like such.
6: Go ahead. Did you see the thing going around Twitter a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago when Galaxy's Edge opened that they basically, like, kiboshed the entire youngling's word from the vocabulary of Galaxy's Edge because, like... Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, when they bring up the younglings, is when Anakin kills yeah. a bunch of eight-year-olds. Uh-huh. Yeah, the so only time. Like, uh, yeah, we don't we don't call the young Jedi younglings anymore. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I have reports from the ground from some people who went that day
1: one they did call them younglings, which means someone wow. spoke to a manager. Someone was like, uh, "Excuse
6: me, <laughs> yeah. my
1: child is very upset." <laughs>
6: Which, Look, fair. Sorry, fair. People, I had to break it to you. This is what Jedi do, okay? You get a hundred good Jedi, and then one of them's like, "I'm gonna kill like five hundred kids, and then I'm gonna destroy some planets, uh-huh. and like that." That's just the breaks. That's the breaks. And the Jedi Order is like, "Look, you can't judge us all, yeah, by just like that one." that one rogue Sith. Uh-huh. That's just, yes, that person did way more harm than we've ever achieved good collectively, but still, <laughs> I, I mean, we can all agree, lightsabers are cool, and yes. in conclusion, uh, Luke also served. I can't, I tried to unpack this recently. <laughs> Luke also served,
1: God. <laughs> I. Sorry, I'm now thinking about, like, Luke's, like, I guess Luke doesn't have kids, but Luke's, like, uh, uh, nephew, Kylo, being like, uh, excuse me, my uncle is Luke Skywalker, like <laughs> Megan McCain talking about her father. Um, <laughs> my, fa- my father blew up, my un- my uncle blew up the Death Star. Uh, maybe you didn't hear about it. Actually, I think I'm completely uh, able to, to weigh in on any issue I want. Um, I was trying to unpack recently, we're way off topic now, but the... Particular Uh ways in which the Jedi Order has been given authority by the Galactic Republic, and I can't find any particulars... Well, that's the question. Obviously, I mean, like historic. There was a moment in time in the EU anyway, where to be a Jedi did not mean to be a member of the Jedi Order or that what we think was the Jedi Council or to, to report to them or like to have the Force and to have a lightsaber. Like there were, there were, there was never. Mm, so there is something like a separation of church and state in in like contemporary moment of Star Wars, starting in the the prequels going forward, in which the Jedi Order does not like. None of them are senators, right? None of them are on on in the Galactic Republic in a serving role. But that was not always the case. There was a time at which you could be a, like a planet's king and also a Jedi. And somewhere along the line, something happened where they were like, listen, we get to be autonomous space cops mm-hmm. with laser swords and we're going to be working with, quote unquote – the Galactic Republic, but I don't know what the handoff was. Was there a treaty signed? Who have they just said? Because we can stop laser bolts and we have laser swords, we get to be the cops and you deal with the Galactic Republic. Or was there a yeah. moment at which some some you know uh, cohort of senators uh, uh, you know elected them or gave them that power? I want to see the paperwork. I need the <laughs> receipts to know when and where the Jedi were. This is giving. a
6: common law arrangement. It is through custom and tradition. The Jedi just started showing up and being like, "I think we're well positioned to adjudicate this." What is their jurisdiction? And at the, is
1: it just the galactic? Republic? Wherever they are, yeah. I mean, I mean, insofar as jurisdiction, insofar as power operates that way, yes, I understand that. But yeah, I mean, it, de jure, What is their jurisdiction? Like, where, where have they been given? Theoretically, theoretically, let's assume, which we know is not true, that the Jedi are, are a, a, a net good for the galaxy and were are desired by by the democracy they work inside of. What was the mechanism that put them in power? And also, where the, where the myths mecha-
4: It's called the lightsaber. I, OK,
1: <laughs> yes. I know about hybrid crystals. I know about Jedi holocrons. I'm here. I'm here for it. But w- w- could they go into a place not... Well, I just want to know. I just want to know the particularities.
6: Um, if you're oh, listening, oh, they, they would absolutely go outside the. Old I mean, they, I know that they, they kind could. Of and do the older public, yeah. Of course, they the outbound do. flight. That's this is yeah. what I'm saying. Okay.
1: They do. We know that they do. We know what they really do. We know, Rob. We <laughs> know. But I want to know the I want to know the particularities of the agreements and arrangements so that I can undermine them, so that I can point to incidents and say, "Aha! You elected them for X, but they are doing
6: thirteen. You're they're not see, even in the is, alphabet." No, you you are. See, I think you, you're I like know. you are a character in 1984. You're not the person reading 1984. Right, okay. and that's the problem. And the problem, man. There must have been there. Go on. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like you're, you're saying, like there has to be, like we can prove, like how this arrangement came to be, like how did things get so fucked up? But the truth is, the yeah. entire like Jedi Order and their role in society was basically shaped by the Jedi, and they've said we've always been here. But I
1: want to see like when you... they did it. That's I'm with you. I know it happened, Rob, but there has to be record. <laughs> there has to be a note. There has to be uh, minutes from a meeting. There has to be something that I can point to.
6: Have you ever seen people read things in the Star Wars universe? Is there <laughs> paper? So just, like.
1: Do they have paper? They have language. I know because I saw those Coca Cola cans <laughs> that say Coca Cola uh,
4: in in Star Wars language. I know this meme is dead now, but someone please take that and put Redbone over it. Oh my god! <laughs> I just think,
1: I just think that they're. We need to get rid of them. That's what I think. The Jedi. I think we'd oh. be better off <laughs> oh, without them. Okay. No.
0: Wow! What
1: an original take.
0: <laughs> That's all. Glad another. Aside, here on Waypoint Radio, (laughs) successfully adjudicated. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Unlike the Jedi who've never successfully adjudicated anything in their lives. (sighs) I played a game with robots in it. It's called called Hardcore Mecha. It's on Steam. Okay. Uh, That name is not the best, I admit. It's from a studio called Rocket Punch Games. They're out of Beijing. I think this is the first game they've made. Um... It is 17 bucks currently on Steam. I think it's 20 bucks normally, but it's on sale because of launch or, or summer sale or whatever. Um, it is like a 2D action game, it's like a side-scrolling action game that has a multiplayer mode and a big campaign. Uh, and I really like it a lot. Um, it is. I guess it, you know you could put it in in the same category as something like um, Metal Warriors. If you ever played that on the SNES, um, where you're kind of playing a character, but also sometimes playing a mech. But sometimes you get out of the mech. But it has just like all of the anime flair of. Anime where like there are you know it's a mission-based game. There's a you know a lot of side-scrolling action, you're shooting a bunch of mechs, you're using the weapons, you're stomping around. But also at the top and tail of every of every you know um mission, there's a lot of kind of cinematic anime flair where the stage is kind of set up by some cool action, like you're skydiving out of a out of a spaceship into into you know a, a desert or whatever. Um and then anytime there's like a big story beat or a boss. There's just really kind of high quality 2D animation. It is it is kind of um, I guess I would say like a super deformed look in the in the like SD Gundam sense, yeah. um, or it looks like the Super Robot Wars kind of uh, style. They they explicitly are going for Super Robot Wars, uh, but interactive and like actiony instead of a tactics game. Um, there were moments when playing this where I was just like, "It's it's extremely a game that makes you that makes me go like, yo, yo, yo!" <laughs> as characters <laughs> jump around and like do cool interactions, and you know, um,
4: saw so a man jump onto a mech and put a, f-
1: a, like flashbang, a flashbang on his face. On its face. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> um, there's a, such a good feeling of weight with these characters, like in terms of the mechs feeling big and heavy. The multiplayer code, like the net code, seems bad, or or at least. Maybe it's because like, mostly it's people in Asia playing the game right. uh, and so far away, and there's bad lag, uh, bad, bad latency. Um but I still had a lot of fun playing that part of it last night. I, I This is a game that I really hope doesn't get slept on explicitly because it's coming out in the middle of a Steam sale. Like, that happens a lot where, like, someone will drop a game and realize, like, oh, shit, people are actually spending money on stuff they've had on their wish list for a long time. Uh, or they're, they're, as we found out today via Twitter, people seem to be confused about how this latest summer sale game is working. And right. some people, at least, are removing games from their wish lists because there's miscommunication either on valves part or in reporting around where where and how you can get free games from this summer sale. Um, uh, but I hope that this game I hope that that hardcore mecha doesn't go doesn't go missed. Um, uh, there's a, there's just a lot of like enjoyable like it's old school in the sense of it being a 2d action game. Side scrolling, you move from left to right. But there's a lot of like upgrading in between missions and unlocking new weapons and stuff like that. And there was something about the degree of presentation, the smoothness of animation, and the delivery of a bunch of kind of subgenre anime tropes that you don't actually see in a lot of mech games because there aren't that many mech games still. Like there's, we've gotten some good ones. Last year was yeah. really cool. I love Into the Breach. I love BattleTech. I love both of those games. You know, this I, looks good. Yeah, dude, it looks good. Like there are some moments that that are just. <laughs> really, like you shout at how cool the moment is. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and even just like as a side-scrolling action game, it's pretty good. You know, um, the weapons all feel pretty unique. The weapons all feel like like bigger than they are. There's a lot of like moments where I mean, I'll, I'll sell I'll sell you on the like the tone of the game and the way the game sells it, which is the tutorial is like a super robot show. Uh, or like something like Ultraman, you know, like it's it's there's mm-hmm. a big kaiju attacking a, a city, and you're playing the like the heroic Power Rangers esque Megazord style mech that's showing up to beat it, and it walks you through all the controls, and then it reveals like the narrator is like. And, you know, Metalotron has defeated, once again, the evil space orcs or whatever, and it slowly zooms out to reveal that that is just a TV screen in the background of, of like, a city being invaded by real mechs that are, like, s- slaughtering civilians. Um, <laughs> the, all the characters in this game look like Bitmoji. They all look real goofy and cartoonish, and, like, none of them are... They don't look great. And so it's very funny in some ways to see them go for like grim, dark military wars, like trauma with the most <laughs> cartoonish characters I've ever seen in my life. Um, but it, they sell it. They kind of sell it. I, I played a mission last night where I was in a city while it came on. I played a mission last night where my, my like airship, my mercenary company's airship came under attack. I got grounded in, like, a, a park in the middle of a city and was coming under fire from, like, a different waves of attacks from the left and the right. And I got a, a new type of pickup that let me, like, put down temporary cover. And they're just, like, doing a lot with a very limited palette in a way that is really convincing and, like, creating those types of moments from the anime that I love. Um, there's lots of good, like, boss battles against, against hot-blooded rivals who clearly have good intentions <laughs> but have ended up on the wrong side of the conflict. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of the conflict. We'll, we'll have to see. Oh. Um, there was kind of a misguided stealth level um, that was very funny in which you, you, like, have to sneak into a place. You don't have your mech. And so you're just, like, running around as a dude with a knife and a gun. And early on, you run into a dude who's, like <laughs> – who, like, works in the warehouse facility that you're sneaking into. He's like, listen – the guards here are all just trying to make their rent, basically. It's like Everyone here is just – they're all just trying to get to the end of the day and get a paycheck. Just like you. You're a mercenary. They're basically mercenaries. Try not to kill any of them. And it comes up. It's like, secondary objective. You'll get $500 if you don't kill anybody. It's like, all right, sure. Go through this whole long stealth sequence, dodging people, like making sure I don't like get caught by any of the lights so there's no violence, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as that sequence is over, of course, like – you do the Titanfall moment, the mech shows up, <laughs> they, they find you, and then you slaughter like 70 of them. Like, it's no big deal. So it is. it is not, I want to be clear, like a masterpiece of storytelling or something. In fact, I think that the localization is rough. Like, it is, the writing in this game is one, just it's genre writing. It is just like, It wants to lean in as hard as it can into those sorts of storytelling tropes in in a way that reminds me of, like, Valkyria Chronicles a little bit. Like, it is an anime war game. It is going to hit those specific beats. Um, But it is also an anime war game that has not been localized successfully. (laughs) There are lots of turns of phrase that are just like, that is not how you would write that ever in English. Uh, And it – It doesn't bug me that much, but also I came up importing games like this and having, like, a GameFAQs bad fan translation up, (laughs) an incomplete one, trying to read the translation while I was playing it. And so, like... I'm totally cool with the localization as it is. I'll note that there, I I hit like an ableist slur last night that was kind of bad. And I was like, ah, they have no idea, probably, what they're deploying here. And this is not good. Um, So there is some like rocky stuff there. And again, like it is a game where, you know, evil mercenaries shoot civilians point blank. So if that feels like it's like too much, but it's not a gory game, it's not a game that's like especially excessive in its presentation of violence or anything like that. It's mostly going for stylized, like high action, high octane anime, you know, mech fights. Um, And that stuff, when it hits it, it's like, it's really good. So don't let it fly under your radar if you're into the stuff I'm talking about. If you're someone who likes Gundam and likes, you know, Macross and and that style of anime mech stuff, there isn't that much of it out there. And so uh, hardcore mecha is worth a look for sure. I'm excited to, to finish it. I'm going to just try to like blaze through it this weekend. Um, I also played a little bit more Judgment. It's still a, one of those as far as I can tell. Um, I've gotten to like some extra mechanics around um, investigation stuff. And mm-hmm. that stuff all seems cool. I think the story so far has been fascinating. Like, I the mystery around what is happening in Kamarocho, as always, is the thing that's pulling me forward. I really like the main character a lot, but I need to put more time into it to have any sort of real judgment nice. that isn't just like, mm-hmm. I like the Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. That was not intentional. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. They uh, just made it. I wish they would called that game Judge Eyes, which is what it's called in Japan. Oh, that game. That's a cool better name. Better name. Much Judge better name. Eyes. I don't know what it means, but it's very cool. evocative. Very evocative. <laughs> it's like
4: a follow up to Bright Eyes.
1: <laughs> it's right. It's the sequel to <laughs> Conor Oberst's Bright Eyes. <laughs> he decided he wanted to make a a, a neo noir next. Um, i will to play that game. <laughs> Judgment. Both. Both, Both and, of them. And that's, my that's my weekend. That's it's a good. I awesome.
6: <laughs> was a good half a pod. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Jesus Christ. Well,
1: because we'd already done a first half, remember? Yeah, no, I know. So I knew this was going to (laughs) happen. I knew this was going to happen. It was a situation where the the embargo for Sinking City was on Tuesday, and I wish we could have just had the Sinking City conversation on Monday and put it out as part of that pod. It would have made that pod better and longer. This happens. This happens. We just got to roll with it. I knew we'd have more to talk about on Friday. Here, Here it is. I hope that this double dose of Waypoint Radio today is enjoyable for you and that you uh, have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday and we'll probably have all played more games by then. We'll all, well, I will probably have watched more Ava by then in preparation for our next Ava podcast. Yeah. Uh, which as a reminder, we're going to be watching episodes eight to 13. Yes. Uh, next week on waypoints and midweek. Um, and I think that's all the hey, people
6: are. have recommendations about good essays, about the cultural impact of uh, the the financial crash of '89 or oh. Japan's lost decade? Hook me up. I'm actually really curious about that in the context of like Ava.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting topic. The lost decade, right? As
6: as is as is called, which apparently is more than a decade now. So yeah, it
1: turns out the economy has uh, <laughs> continued to kind of yeah. suck. <laughs> um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at waypoint, Facebook.com/slash waypoint vice, YouTube.com/slash waypoint vice. Find me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Austin underscore Walker. Kato, where can people find you?
4: At A underscore Kato underscore appears.
1: Patrick, when you're not
0: chasing uh, Jessica around and at Universal Studios. You can find me reading the Grand Junction Rockies Twitter account. They're a uh, minor league team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you two tweets yeah. from the Grand Junction Rockies. Yeah. <clears throat> the Grand Junction Rockies are not considering changing their name and never have. We are owned by a group led by the Colorado Rockies, and having a team on the West Slope helps build their brand. Suggesting we would be called the Grand Junction Chubbs is offensive and a slang sexual term for erection. The Grand Junction Rockies pride ourselves in providing fun, family entertainment, and suggesting inappropriate name changes will not be tolerated. Anyone who continues to suggest the Grand Junction Chubbs, (laughs) quote, in any way will be blocked from our account. Bad phobia is not okay. also get your get your tickets today. Here's the link. Here's to the guy Okay, let's I go know. get a beer, Doc. <laughs> Rob zackney and whoops. they are actively they are actively blocking people. Good, like, it's Great. becoming
1: just a game. Good, fantastic. <laughs> Rob Zachney, where are you at on Twitter? And also, do you have a tweet to share with us? <laughs>
6: I do. I do. Have I do. To share. i have There's actually a There's a situation, just There's a situation a we need to get to the bottom of. Okay.
5: <laughs> we but can't. It's, really it's a two-minute
6: video. It's bad podcast content. I don't care. Because it's a yep. silent. All right. So let's sync up. Let's do this. Oh, uh, do you have a link? We're, oh, we we're just going to do th- <laughs> There is an art house. There is an art house ad. Can you get this is right? Going in around reads, Twitter right now. Yeah, it's in Reeds. It's right. in
4: right I see. I see.
1: Uh, I want to read the text here before we...
6: Yeah, this is from uh, Ryan Simmons over at, uh, I think, Vox. Yeah, SB Nation, yeah. Got another... Shout ca- out to Ryan. SB Nation. Got another capitalism greatest hit. I will give you $100,000 <laughs> $100, if you can guess the brand <laughs> by the end. Okay. I watched part of this. It's inscrutable.
1: Okay, I'm very excited. Can you bring this up, Kata? Yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. And make sure people can hear it Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we should be good.
1: You say that, but you're clicking it and nothing is happening.
4: Yeah, what's up with that? Hey, let's just refresh that page there. Yeah.
1: Did they pull it? Is it, or is it still up? Ka-do, or, no, it's still up. No, for it's May. still up. It's still up. How about you just watch it loaded. in Discord?
4: Yeah, let's try that.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we're
2: almost there.
4: Yep, yep, yep. That's working. Okay. All right,
2: good. That works. I'll All right, make it big. Make it big. All right, ready?
1: <sighs> yep. Three, two, one, go. Some people crying. There's a baby in the flower. Oh, is a baby being born? Like in a bathtub. in a bath? Yeah. It's like dove. Maybe it's like a. This is like a.
0: Huh. Yeah, something you want to use, you know, to keep your child safe and clean. Oh, but no, it's Baby like a, staring a life. A mobile. This,
1: is this baby's growing? So it's like life insurance, or like
0: sure. Then we got food. All things that kids feel like
6: need. Boyhood, to like, right? It's like somebody saw Boyhood. And yeah. Like, oh yeah. wow, this is going fast.
1: You guys growing up? Yeah. This is like that Maybe national there is a cake video. Sparkler. But about is this a boy? kid going to die of cancer halfway through? No, because they're trying to sell you something. Yeah, wow. <laughs> kid, no, he's gonna grow up <laughs> Well, that kid's peeing. Whoa, hey. Well, Alright. Uh Rob, is this gonna make Patrick cry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Now now that's a boy climbing kids trees, playing football.
6: Here's, here's a chance. This kid might suck a little bit. Wait, is this oh. about a kid sucking? A Little bit. Check it. I can't believe Darren's oh, Malick. What? There he is, just creeping on uh, a lady, creeping. changing, possibly his mom. Possibly.
0: Up shaving yeah, now.
1: Well, shaving, right. there's nothing there to shave. He tried.
0: Now but everyone he's, else is doing it, Austin. You're right. First <laughs> kiss, teenage well, love. Yeah. Yeah, but now I don't know where this is
1: going to go. I'm telling you, it's... Oh, now his parents are breaking up?
6: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is life. that someone cheating on his mom, his mom is with someone new? Maybe yeah. there's cut like off all his it. hair. He become a white nationalist? If he becomes yeah. a white he nationalist, he turned into a skinhead. We don't oh know my god! What, like what brand? Right. I guess we don't we guess know. We don't of know. Of could skinhead. be a cool
1: punk skinhead. Could, could, be, could be a evil yeah. punk yeah.
0: skinhead. I don't want to. Just because you go bald doesn't mean. Well, he grew it all back. His hair's back. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's traveling, traveling the world. Oh, oh, he went on that traveling trip. The trip he always wanted
1: to go on. This is the one he he saw the world. He understands off the grid, baby. Off the grid. Just a note: he's white. Yeah for the audience listening. Is it an airline? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: sure they didn't just surmise that way? one. <laughs> Life asks you the same question. What are you going to Get buy- the fuck out of here! <laughs> fucking what? Oh, what the? Subway, Why baby! are you kidding me?
2: What? what?
1: What? Hold on.
0: I <laughs> will need to listen to the final line again.
2: What,
1: <laughs> what was the
0: pitch? <laughs> Wait, can you go back go for a few seconds? I got to hear the end. <laughs> How is it Subway? <laughs> <laughs>
1: What,
2: what? Right here, right? That's a fucking good. high
1: collar. You just hit play. Just hit the middle. What are
0: you going to try today? Life asks you the same question. What are you going to try today? I don't know. What Whatever is, the deal again, is today
5: because it's cheaper. That's
1: not even what Subway says. Subway doesn't – you don't go there and they are like, what are you going to try today? They go like – We have so <laughs> many
4: options for sandwiches. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> well – I will say that that provides a little a little extra beautiful context for what I'm about to do. Follow me on Twitter at Austin_Walker. This one comes in from KFC Gaming, uh, a verified a verified
0: Twitter account. Is this just going to be a new thing we do? We should all just share tweets at the end of the show.
1: Fifty-two thousand followers, fifty thousand eight hundred followers from KFC Gaming. KFC Gaming says it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be straight. It's okay to be black. It's okay to be white. It's okay to be lesbian. It's okay to be bisexual. It's okay to be religious. It's okay to be foreign. However, it's never okay to disrespect Minecraft.
2: Fuck! What?
6: what? what? The brands! What's the conceit there?
2: The brands!
0: Welcome to our new podcast, The Brands. The
4: brands. Yeah, Sonic responded, yeah. No, actually,
0: kind of delete that. That'd be a good yeah, podcast title awesome. just talk one. about.
4: That's... <laughs>
0: Put it in the
6: box.
1: KFC Gaming.
6: Subway. Man, too bad Notch has to cancel KFC now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's going to that do is... it for
1: us this week here at Waypoint Radio. We'll be back next week for more gaming goodness. And everything else we do, anime, uh. brands, <laughs> fried chicken, and Subway sandwiches, and baseball. Hey, if you
6: know how the Jedi Order uh, establish its jurisdictional authority uh, <gasps> and its uh, de jure rule over large swaths of the galaxy, let us know. Um, there's, there has to be something that send addresses that, that right you. Send
1: that right to gaming. At no, vice. I was say. You can, send, you to can
6: send that
0: to at... GJ Rockies, Um, (laughs) DM it over to send your send your Jedi lore, please. Chub theories to
1: at. uh, (laughs) We'll be back next week. I have to. We have to go to meetings. Maybe Maybe. we got. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll cancel us. (laughs) Fucking bless the
0: world, and not for that reason. No, and completely for every other reason. (laughs) God, just that's it. That's it. Stop, peace. Stop insulting the brands on your podcast. Oh my god! Can you imagine? We're trying we were to sell to close, We
1: were about to close a KFC gaming deal, and then you insulted then you Minecraft. Insulted. We made that Subway ad. That was our that was our agency uh, side of the business. I should look into see if we did. Vice Subway, Vir- virtue. <laughs> Sorry, virtue, virtue. Well, I'm not doing this for real. We're going to go away. We're going away. That's it for the podcast. I'm not doing it for real because there's a chance it's real. (laughs) Yeah. I can't know it because if I know it, I'll explode. (laughs) Have a good weekend, everybody. That's going to do
5: for us. See you on Monday. That's Stamps.com. Code program. <laughs>
2: oh,
4: fuck. That, that ad. That ad. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? What was the and That's an
6: expensive ad. That's an expensive
1: oh, yeah. ad. That's money. Did we link that ad They yet? have to wait Over for that here? boy to grow up? No, they cast it. Kato. Kato I'm turning this fucking Discord off. <laughs>
6: oh I mean that's so how it how you made that movie, right? 1989. Oh my god.
2: Oh shit.
1: <laughs> Follow up tweet here from John Snow 420 who says uh uh oh, good. Uh John Snow 420 is imagining the the um madmen behind this. Don Draper, when mm-hmm. people think of your brand, they think of children. Here's how we make that work for us. Pete, as long as we don't see show any purient material of the child, I suppose. Don. No Campbell. We're gonna show the child urinate. Pete, but Don, <laughs> Don, the child is born in blood and raised to piss. <laughs> Roger, I like the part where the kid peeps at a naked woman through the keyhole. Don, the child's sexual awakening is crucial to the story of your sandwiches. Exec, when do we see the sandwich? Don, never. Never. He's riding through the European countryside. He's ecstatic. The world is open to him, like the bathroom door of a naked woman. It's his choice of bread, his choice of meats, of veggies, of life itself. Love it
6: fuck off
2: Oh,
1: oh I could, I could,
6: I'll be honest though I could crush a grinder right now <laughs> uh, when do we want to clap
1: let's clap at uh, 12
6: what a great idea to have time dot is open yeah that would be a great idea wow okay.
4: two for two for two so far this week I know
6: alright it's open now
1: alright happy Helen Keller day everyone Hmm. That's what it says.
0: It doesn't say happy.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick. Mary Helen Keller Day. on Helen Keller Day, we say "fuck you." <laughs> uh, Forty-seven.
2: All right.